She had said she didn't need him. She would have to do without him for a while then. Yeah. Yeah, for a while, but um, not that long. That's right. Welcome back. What's up, Internet? All the things. This is the Nerdy. The Wordy. The Book Club. My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarose. And I think that the actress playing Lanfear is hot enough, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is this... That's that's the discourse for the day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's very sexy. I, I don't know what the problem is. Is professionally attractive actress professionally attractive enough for professionally attractive role? I don't know. Eh, well... Not for some people. Yeah, that was that was the dumbest take of the week. I also, I read a tweet that was <laughs> I know, like, I know, I know. she's only four years younger than Rafe. And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? Oh, she's a 3,000 year old demon woman. L literally, literally. Like, and Robert Jordan writes the women, like the hottest women in his books are the ones who have like matured into their beauty. That's like, true, yeah. Like yeah. Morghese. Lanfear, uh, everyone Matt is attracted to before Sanderson took over. That's like, true. Yeah, yeah. He likes mommies, okay? And she's mommy. Father Doosome, thank you for being a member for 10 Welcome months. Good morning, Nerdy. Good morning, Rooster. Great. Happy Book Club Day. And yes, we're going to make that stick. <laughs> I, I, I do not foresee it sticking. Na, 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 nerdy and the Rooster. <laughs> Nerdy and the Rooster doing book club. Nerdy and the Rooster. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll see Nerdy about that. and the Rooster doing um, book club. I should change my uh, little like emotes from a dragon to a rooster. We should we should get you a backup Instagram, but we'll call it the Rooster. I'm sure someone already has that. <laughs> You'll just be the Rooster on Insta. Uh, yeah. I'm actually, Rooster from Annie. Blue. Mm -hmm. Gosh, dang, Blue's here to make Blue. shit green. Thank you for 10 Let's gifted go. members. We now have 10 new people who can go watch two audiobook reactions that we dropped yesterday. That's true. Hell yeah. On the Patreon and the YouTube member panel, mm -hmm. you can watch chapter 31 and 32 audiobook reactions to Towers of Midnight. Yes. Uh, there's going to be a lot of audiobook reactions coming up on those places. So yep. get ready, because yep. here I come. Yep. Thank you, Blue. Thank you so much for those gifted memberships. Let's go. I just want to make the my point very clear about the Lanfear thing before we move on from it. That uh, she's hot. It, it's, I, no, it's not even that. Oh. I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> if she's a good actress. Uh, yeah, honestly. It, it really do, it does not matter to me. Fair. At all. That's uh, But I am actually attracted to women uh, and not just the idea of women that I've come up with in my head that doesn't exist in real life. Or underage women. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry. The one me. look, I'm not anti-anime in any way, shape, or form. I'm not. Mm -hmm. However, I will say the one thing I find concerning about anime culture is the way it sexualizes underage people. So fair. Um, yep, I think that's fair. I don't think you're the first person to bring that up. So uh, don't think you're alone there. Yeah, it it is weird. It's just one of those weird things that. Yeah. I, I got the weirdest comment on the YouTube yesterday on our film Alchemist reaction. That was and I was that like, was bonkers. I don't. Yeah. That, that was something else. Uh, um, welcome back to the nerd table. Thank you so much. Does Clara sometimes feel like she wants to be hit by lightning when nerdy sinks? By lightning? Okay. Like lucky? Like I'd be lucky? Do you do you hate me? Because you ain't me? What? Oh, got her. I don't I don't get it. 
Yeah. Um, is Blue's name going to be Blue now? Yeah, I guess it is, because Blue is a mod. So blue blue, blue does have a Blue name. Blue blue is, is Blue, yes. Correct. He's Blue Abadie Abadai, Abadie yes, Abadai, yes, yes. Abadie Abadai. Welcome to the Mod Squad, Blue! Yes, thank you. We're going to be adding for... some mods because we have a big thing coming up. It's called the Role Play what? Relay. What? 168 straight hours of Dungeons and Dragons where two teams face off. No, they don't. They tag team to switch back this. and forth. Uh, so that they can play Dungeons and Dragons on stream for a week. Here's the thing. They might face off if we hit our next stretch goal in an actual relay race. That's right. We are just over $800 away from the $5,000 goal. Uh, we are already over 200% funded, y'all. So everything past here is just cupcakes. Just extras. Just cupcakes. But um, the... Uh, I can't think about cupcakes anymore. <laughs> the Kickstarter for the relay is happening. And I'm excited because I wanted to have some really cool freaking minis for the relay, mm -hmm. right? So I bought a resin 3D printer because mm -hmm. resin printers make good minis and our other 3D printer is broken. Uh, it printed three things and then it broke. Literally, I don't know what happened to that thing. I'm so, I'm so upset. And so I wanted to show off my first 3D print for the relay. Well, these might not end up in the relay, but this is an owl bear. Look at how beautiful it turned out. This was my first one. Hell yeah. Um... Yeah, so there we go. Love it. Uh, I actually printed two of them at the same time because resin printers, uh, because of the way that they uh, print, they use UV exposure. They actually don't take longer to print more, unlike a traditional 3D printer that has to do, it takes a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, it took three hours to print both of these. Yeah. Which is crazy. It would have been like 15 on a regular printer. Uh, and so, super stoked about this. One thing I wanted to throw to the community, if anyone is interested, if you have STL files that you're like, I would like to see this, or like, I made this in Hero Forge and I would like it to show up in the relay, I can't pay you for it, but if you have STL files that I'm not going to get sued for printing and using in the show, uh, send them to me, at yeah. nerdynightly at gmail.com. Um, I would love to like, I, I don't know how I'm going to find enough stuff to print for this. So if you've just got shit that you're like, I've got this like funny little orc guy that I have an STL file for and I wouldn't mind if you using the relay, send it to me. If you're not comfortable with that, don't do it. <laughs> don't This is not a demand. It. This is a polite ask. Um, oh I'm just going to need, God. we're going to need a lot of characters and minis and things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, yeah, I need help. <laughs> we, we, we will gladly take But we have two owl files. bears. Look at how cool they are. Very, I didn't mess up. Cool. Uh, Robin says, welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, she's Chop Shoes and Peaky Blinders. I've heard that's amazing. We um, need to, we should react we should, to Peaky Blinders. We should do that. That might be a series yeah. to replace that thing we're not doing on YouTube anymore. Yeah. Um, no, I think she's going to be amazing. I'm like, I'm genuinely hyped, you know? Yeah. Like, I think her, like, her VS Rosamund Pike is going to be, like, the pinnacle of my bisexual existence. You know what I mean? What? Well, they, like, fight, right? Oh, you went back to Landfear. Yeah. You need to transition the conversation to what you want to talk about. That's what we were talking about in, that's what they, they said in their message. We were talking about, she was great in Peaky Blinders. I think she's going to be amazing as Land. That was on you. That was on you. That was not on me. It was me. like, we were, we were I, my brain fully just went fully into, we should react to Peaky Blinders. And then I made a joke about not putting a, ta a content on uh, YouTube anymore. And then you started talking about fighting Landfair. And I was like, I don't know what that has to do with what the conversation we're having. But I was just in a different conversation in my head. Uh, Attack on Titan <clears> is <throat> the Landfears we made along the way. Um, Kenny Kelly, <laughs> thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Let's go. During the musical troupe scene, one guard tells Brigitta that she hopes she gets hit by lightning because she's singing is so bad. Right. Right. So that does happen. You're saying so 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 wait, Nerdy is a professional singer and you you dislike it. 
You should sing an aria, I think. Ave Maria. You gotta give me, you gotta give me, um, Phantom of the Opera, please. The shrill, like, upper. Ah! No, people have headphones in. I, I don't want to do that to headphone users. I can turn down the volume by no, a no, lot. No, <laughs> right. uh, Arya Stark. Is that Kermit? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, guys. We've got a great show today. Are you excited to watch the Nerdy Wordy Book Club? Oh, my God. Someone needs to make us a Narg STL file. Oh, a Narg. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I might be able to do that. I might be able to do that. To make one? Yeah. In uh, Hero Forge. I might be able to pull that off. Oh, in Hero Forge. I was like, what? Yeah. Do you have this untapped skill I didn't know about? No, no, no. Hero Forge is a great website that does not sponsor us, but that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, we would take their sponsorship. And, uh, yeah, we might use that. Uh, there was some other... Oh, oh, other housekeeping. Y'all, there will be a show next week. We will be doing... Um, What's on the schedule? There will not be a show the following week. Yes, we are literally doing. As we will probably be in Disneyland. Yeah. So uh, next week we will be doing a show, and then we will be running to the airport. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, just so you know, we're like it's gonna end right at two, um, and then we're gonna get the hell out of there. Yeah. So we uh. So the, we are gonna have to push back the next episode, but uh, we will be in Los Angeles uh, for Anime Expo. If you're coming to Anime Expo, let us know. Uh, and we'll see you there. We're, we're going to weeb it up uh, and hopefully uh, not get murdered by Attack on Titan fans. Uh, hopefully. They've threatened to do it, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't wait. King Thanks. Grogu S.W. Rojas. Uh, and <laughs> curious, what, you favy macaroon and milk? What? You know what? We had some macaroons uh, over the weekend last weekend. And there was a cookies and cream one. No, the tiramisu one. The tiramisu one with a dark chocolate almond milk. That would be my favorite. Honestly, the vanilla one that we had is pretty good. was banger. That vanilla one with a uh, sweetened uh, vanilla almond milk. I would drink that. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Blue, thank you for the super chat. Blue, thanks so much. Uh, Nerdy, you want me to send you the STO files to Nerdy Nightly email? Yeah, everyone, if you want to email good. me, it's just nerdynightly at gmail.com. I read all of them. Uh, and so send me stuff. Unless spoilers. Uh, y'all, mods, be careful. Someone sent uh, Memory of Light spoilers to the Twitter to yesterday. Yep. Uh, thank you to all the community members that reached out to let me know. I yep. do appreciate it. I was able to block them. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently, uh, Attack on Titan fans are now trying to spoil the book series for us. So get ready today. It might be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes. But uh, just uh, everyone just know we love our mods and we're grateful for them. Yeah. Mods, thank you. I don't know what the fuck we would do without you. Uh, I think that's all of today's housekeeping. Think so. Support the really like really role play relay Kickstarter and Back let's Kickstarter. get into the wheel of time. Clarus, how did you feel about this week's reading? Chapter twenty one to chapter thirty three. Um, it was good. I had like no real strong feelings. I definitely know what my high is already. What? Like I just you mean, had like, no strong feelings no, this no. week. No, no. I mean that like the books are constantly at this level now, and I am just like riding the high of it. Like it's not like oh, like uh, didn't like this and love this. Like it's I don't feel all over the place. I just feel like the books are like taking me on uh, an an incredible like flight, <laughs> and it's just like I, I I don't have like what we experienced in the slog where I was like trying to find the things that I loved about it and like working past the stuff I didn't love. Like this whole thing is just like, 
I, I, I feel like giddy. <laughs> like I get so mm -hmm. excited for book club. I get so excited to do the reading. Uh, the chapter reactions were really fun. Um, I'm just happy. Like I, I'm just very happy. I already know what my high is. Like it's, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been good eating, you know? Uh, Matthew Howarth Jr. Thank you for that super chat. The super chat. Your random musical numbers are why I am here. I'll try and sing more then. Uh, also, let's make Clarooster official. What? I'm gonna change your Twitch profile for Don't. your final streams. My Twitch? I'm leaving yeah, yeah, Twitch. Yeah, I know for your final streams, you'll be the Clarooster. Oh my god. Um, so I disagree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was all over the place with the reading this week. Okay. I know what my low is immediately. Oh, well, I know um, what your low is as well. I really, really, really love the book right now. Don't get me wrong. I really, really, really want to punch Gowan in the left nut. That and is then, totally fair. when he recovers, I want to sock him in the right nut. Yeah. And just tell him to grow the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, but even that, even that, I think is is interesting and well written. I just, I, I, Gowan, yeah. I get it now. Every, I get all the it. hate for I Gowan, I'm like, oh my god, I fucking I understand. This I, dude is look, miserable. I defended Gowan in the beginning, mm -hmm. and I, I still will. Like, like, the, from from having the information that I had, right? Like, I love Gowan. I, I explained why I found him very relatable yeah. and very mm -hmm. well written, and I do think he is still very well written. But yeah, God, I just want to like. I just want to fucking sock him in the jewels. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But on the flip side of that, like, I really loved a lot of the parent stuff this week, of uh, the mm -hmm. file stuff. Uh, I, I like that I feel like Perrin and Fyle's relationship is different after the conversation they had last week. Mm. Uh, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the Matt stuff, even though I'd still get taken out by some of the, like, over-sexualization stuff. That, that, that It's not even that, like, I have a problem with Matt sexualizing the women. It's just clunky the way that it's being done. It, yeah, it feels very, like, 14-year-old boy. Yeah, and so, I, I don't know. I also think that, like, anytime Tuan's brought up, I'm reminded that she still exists. <laughs> And that she wasn't just wiped off the series. But, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm loving this book. I think that like Gathering Storm and Towers of Midnight are both fantastic, and they're mm -hmm. both making me really want to read Brandon Sanderson books. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm just kind of sitting here like. Yeah, I'm not saying what we're doing for book club after this, but like yeah. you know, some Brando Sando is definitely a strong contender. Yeah, and I just Jesus Matt is fun to read. Um, or sorry, Jesus, Jesus Brand. Brand. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Brand is fun to read. Can you put the cap on that knife, please? There's no cap in this room. Okay. I didn't. It, it was on your desk without a cap on it. So. Oh, there should be a plastic cap. It's fine. Uh, it's, fine. it's far away. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm I'm excited to read more Brandon Sanderson because I, I really think that his understanding of the tropes of fantasy and how to use them in tropey ways. While also subverting ways. them yeah. is so fun, mm -hmm. and um, it's it's really it's really energetic reading. I feel like his books, because uh, because the biggest difference between Brandon Sanderson and Robert Jordan is isn't the characters or anything like that. It's really pacing, right? And there's sometimes where I think that pacing is too quick, and I, we're going to get into a couple times in this reading where I think there are some like missteps in terms of that, oh, okay. particularly one playing with the timeline. Oh, but, yeah. Um, uh, for the most part, I think that the way that Brandon Sanderson paces out action and paces out dialogue is like it, it keeps you invested mm -hmm. instead of like sometimes with Robert Jordan, I feel like I was like slowly falling asleep because uh, because it was very it was very like sit back in your own mind and imagine this world as I paint a picture. 
Yeah. It was a little bit like watching Bob Ross paint where you're like, God, you are so good at this. And also I'm, it's so like, it's so slow and soothing. Whereas with Brandon Sanderson, I feel like I'm like edging a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. He's Mormon. I don't know how you feel about that one. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't know. I just, I, I think that his writing is so fun and mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's, yeah. Uh, should we get into the chapters themselves? Into the nitty gritty of it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Chapter 21, Towers of Midnight. This is my favorite icon. This is an open gate. Yes, the black power trollics. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> we uh, we start over with Perrin. Uh, Perrin is getting his like report about the state of the world. It's the morning report. Balwer is Zazu. Uh, no, no, he's not. <laughs> oh come on. No, Balwer is too angry. I Zazu Zazu is a coward. Zazu is frustrated. Balwer wants to watch the world burn. Fair. No, just the white cloaks. But Balwer Balwer is one of the most spiteful human beings I've ever met in my life. And I'm here I for him. it. Yes. I, I love Balwer. We are we are Balwer stands in this house. Absolutely. Um but uh yeah, Perrin's getting his morning report and uh they they just are casually like, oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy how that like Forsaken was in Andor. Uh, I know. Marjorie's is like, what? <laughs> she's just throwing teacups around the room. I did, yeah, I did love that moment. Um, but um, yeah, Balwer's like, hey, just so you know, you and Matt, you're fucked. Yeah. But people, people want to kill you. And Perrin's like, what else is new, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what? something I don't know. My friends want to kill me. My enemies want to kill me. At this point, who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't want to kill me? I like Balwer is Randland CNN. No, mm-hmm. Balwer is much more reliable than CNN. Let's 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 not pe- let's not dirty Balwer's reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. By Balwer, conflating him with CNN. CNN. CNN's made some mistakes lately. Uh, Wheel of Time, thank you for mm-hmm. that uh, joining of the nerd table. Welcome to the nerd table. Balwer's the type of guy to steal the backs off his ex's earrings. <laughs> <laughs> That's so That's so funny. funny. Oh, my God. Balwer's the type to bring you chocolate chip cookies, and but they're actually fucking raisin cookies. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah. look, have some. I know they're your favorite. You bite into it, and you're like, the fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, so then Morghese, um, kind of loses it fairly. Uh, and Perrin is like, yo, uh, I'm going to go fight the White Cloaks. We're, we're going to go, we're going to go do the fight because that's the only option. Uh, we also learned that the Sanchin and the Aiel are now in a blood feud. They're if. talking about it. No, no, no. But well, conditional. They're like, conditional. if they give us our wise ones back in a year and a day. Yeah. Then totally fair. They guy shand them. That's the law. But if they don't, blood feud. I love it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Do you think this series lasts long enough for this to matter? The blood feud? Like, do you think that there is a year and a day left in this series? <laughs> no. I no, don't think I, we'll ever get to this. I think that that, like, was maybe one of the, um, like, you know, sequel one-off little novelettes that, like, because uh, didn't... Oh, Robert you think Jordan... the Sanchin are going to survive the last battle? As a, like... Community, like as like a, a, a nation, as a nation. Um, I think that like parts of their, I, I I think that in some ways they will. Yes, I don't think hmm. I don't think anybody makes it through this the same as they were before. I just think that like since Sondheim has fallen apart back home, Sondheim, 
Sondal? What what is it called? Shandar? Shandar! Yes. Not Sondheim. Since Sondheim has fallen apart back home. <laughs> uh may he rest in peace. Love that man. Uh oh god. The so so since Sondar has brought has fallen apart back home, I feel like there's an element of I, I don't really know how the Sanchin can survive. Right? Like I, I feel like the the element of the Soldoms finding out that they can all channel has to f- come up at some point. I feel like we've been talking about this this plot with Elaine for so long that if that doesn't get passed along to the Sanchin, like it, it's one of those things where like you can only bring something up so much in fiction before you have to tie it off or else it just becomes this like dangling weird thread of time that you made your audience sit through. Mm. Um, and so I, I don't know. I feel like Tuan's ability to channel has will probably factor into the final battle in some way. Yeah. Um, or at least in the epilogue where Tuan will be like, oh, hey, like, wait, we can all channel maybe. And also, like, what am I the empress of? Yeah, I think it will be, like, a, a little disappointing if the whole, like, the Soldams can also channel thing doesn't come into effect in a big way. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that is, that is revolutionary within their culture, right? Like, yeah. that, that is absolutely earth shattering. Um, and I would be a little disappointed if it didn't, if it didn't, um, like, really, yeah, factor in at all. I, I wouldn't mind it if it wasn't brought up so much. But because yeah. of how much the books talk about it, I, I, you get, it's like, you know, the whole concept of Chekhov's gun. Yeah. But in this case, it's if you pointed at Chekhov's gun for three million words, and you were just constantly like, there's a gun, there's a gun, there's a gun, and it yeah. didn't go off. You'd be like, well, that was weird. Yeah. That was a weird part of the play. Yeah. But there, but but at the same time, this this series has a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Like, who killed fucking Asmodian? I know I keep bringing it up, chat, but who fucking killed Asmodian? Um, I find it like th- this series does kind of leave a lot of dangling threads that mm-hmm. I'm hoping are tied up. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to get to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see as we keep moving forward what happens with that. But I, I love the idea that the Aiel are like, we're not mad at them yet because they guy shand, and yes, that's fair. That's fair. But, but on June 23rd, 2024, if they do not return our women, we're going to fucking burn them to the ground. Blue! Blue, thank you so much! Blue, why are you gifting memos? Why Executive producer Blue out here does not like seeing gray names in chat. No, no more gray names. Green and blue only. Blue's having God a good damn. Friday. God damn. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Blue, thank you so much for 20 gifted. Well, Guys, a blue explosion. Go watch the fucking, um, not now, but later. I was about go to say, watch. we're in the middle of book club. Yeah, Stay yeah, yeah. here. Go watch the, the audiobook reactions. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we get an interesting moment where parents like, yo, Balwar, you want more money? And Balwar's like, no. If no. you pay me more, people will be suspicious. And Perrin's like, you know what, good point. I was like, well, Balwar is, Balwar is so petty that he's like, I don't care about money. Yeah, I he's like, I only like fame. working for you. I just want the White Cloaks to burn in hell. <laughs> Guys, you're right. It was me. I killed Osmodian. You figured it out. Um. So then we cut to Rodel Ituralde. Uh, and this is where, this is where I think that the pacing of this book is a little bit weird. Because this is in the future. Mm-hmm. Pop, this has to be like in the future. So within this chapter, we are now jumping timelines, right? Yeah. Because this has to be after the end of Perrin's section this week. Yeah. Because this fight happens after um the 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 the, the veins of gold. Yeah. 
And so this is where like jumping back and forth in this timeline, because at the end of this, we'll go to more Gase's point of view, which is back in the timeline that Perrin is in. Mm -hmm. Within this chapter, we just randomly have Rodel Itaralde's future fight that is not the same time as the other two point of views in this chapter. And that to me is confusing and unnecessary. Just put it in a different chapter. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I and that it was it was it was only weird for a second, and I was like, "Wait, is this saying that Perrin is caught up, but he can't be caught up because then we get to the veins of gold later with him?" And yeah. I was like, "Wait a second, yeah, what wh- what is happening?" It does kind of all like make sense and come together timeline wise, but it is a bit convoluted for for the sake of splitting up the books the way that they were split up, I guess. But to do it in the middle of a chapter where you're going to bookend it with point of views that aren't in the same timeline is oh, yeah, extra no, I'm, confusing. I'm, to me. I I hear you. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I hear you for sure. It's it's weird. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that like I honestly think that Rodella Teralda's stuff like there's enough of it interspersed throughout these chapters. It could have been its like own whole chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there there's a bunch that happens. It's really interesting. Watching him and his brain work is fascinating. What is that? I don't know. Hello. Yep. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it might be important. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I think that Rodell totally could have had, like, his own chapter or section in the book. Um, I don't really know why it's structured the way that it is, but it is. And so, like, that's fine, I guess. Um, Rodell's being a badass. You know, he's fighting off the Trollocs. He's like, God, I really hope that Rand shows up because otherwise we're fucked. Um... And the, the 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 Borderlanders are like not letting them through the gates, you know? They're like, uh no, we don't want you here. You're technically like an invading force. And luckily, Yoeli Yoeli, I think is how it's pronounced. Um I know they like said it in the audiobooks, but I can't remember. What? Was that important? Yeah. Oh. It's all good. Good? Yeah, I just it's have fine. to send some forms to that TV show I was on. Uh they need some Ontario resident stuff. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, all good. Um, yeah, so Yoli's like, uh, you know what? We should probably let these people in because all for one and one for all against the Trollocs, right? Yeah. Um, and so he saves them. He saves <laughs> they, them. They wouldn't fuck. Riddell's like falling yeah. off his horse. His men are dying around him. And uh, yeah, he, he, he gets saved in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good scene. Yeah. It's, people die. It's sad. It, but very sad. They make it to Maradon. Yep. Uh, and then we get to Morghese and Talonvor have mm-hmm. a moment. Uh, you know, he's a little bit butthurt because Morghese is like, no, I'm not going to marry you just because some dude is like, get married, right? Like that, you know, I think that was like pretty fair of her. Yeah, but he's like, I'm leaving. Yeah, he's like, it's not really fair. I've been in love with you for like, I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> uh, the Tracan family is either full of bitches or falls in love with bitches. And that is just a fact of life. <laughs> Elaine's got fucking Rand, who's the world's biggest little bitch. Uh, Gawain is a bitch. Yeah. And uh, Morghese is now in love with Talonvor, who's a little bitch. Whatever. He's like, he's like, look, like, it's too hard to be near you. It's the same thing you did with me. You were like, look, I'm in love with you. We either have to start dating or spend less time together. Yeah, but I didn't go, I'm in love with you, but I'm so butthurt about the fact that you don't want to marry me today because someone told you to, that I'm going to go fight a war seven countries away. Wait, he's trying to fucking help with the last battle. Cool, man. Thank you for that super chat. Ah, uh, thank you for the super chat. Thank you so much. I'm just saying, you need to have, you need to have... You're calling yourself a little bitch? There's a, there's a difference between me going, hey, cards on the table, I'm in love with you, 
and we need to have a mature discussion about this Mm -hmm. versus if I had walked up to you on decade that day with my gelato and been like, so I'm never speaking to you again. I love you, but fuck you. I'm going to spend all of my time on a different deck than you. It, w- it would have been, a, yeah, that would have been dramatic. You would have been like, this boy is gross. Well, he needs here's therapy. The thing. We didn't get a scene where Morghese went to talk to Talonvor after that whole thing happened. Because she didn't. Because she's, yeah. she's going to go talk to him. And he she, and then she's like, oh, no, I can't. I have she to. She gets distracted by something else. To go else. eavesdrop. Yeah. So she never talks Same. to him. Morghese could have also had that conversation of like, look, I know what happened was awkward, Mm-hmm. I, I like I I'm not going to marry you just because some dude is like, yeah, get fucking married. Okay, okay, but Morgase, okay, here's the th- here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Morgase not having that conversation with him does not make uh tr- uh fucking what's his name? Talonvor. Talonvor. Uh Morgase not having that conversation with him does not make Talonvor's response to her not his responsibility, right? He is still responsible for how he maturely responds to her, yeah. whether or not she comes to him first. And in this case, he is a he and he, he behaves thinks, in a very immature fashion. He thinks that she like hates her and he's like, I'm just gonna remove myself from the equation. Right. Or or side side point, he could have walked up and been like, Hi, being as I understand um that life is hard. Uh, because we've lived difficult lives, and you've been through a lot. I would like to say that I love you, and I would like to ask what happened back there. Because that would be the mature thing to do. I think... Rather than starting with, hi, I'm going to fight a war in another country. I agree with you. There is the fact, though, that, like, Morghese is a queen, was a queen. He still sees her as a queen. Like, he doesn't see them as equals, and, like... I just don't think that he was, like, comfortable enough to, like, speak to her in that way because he still sees her with, like, this kind of reverence. And I'm not saying that that's, like, correct or healthy, mm-hmm. but I, I understand it, right? Like, they're not sure. they're, they're not on the same, like, playing field in his eyes. And so he's like, you know what, I, I, I don't want to make this harder for anyone, so I'm just going to leave. I'm like, I, I get it. I don't. I, I think that yeah, communicating would be the the better decision because mm-hmm. we've seen people do that in this series and it actually works. Um, but I don't like. I don't like. I just would have had him for one it. conversation before I was like, I'm gonna go fight a war in another country. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it, she's like, hey, so Robin was the one fucking around with my mind. Would you mind waiting a little bit before you leave? And he's like, you know what? For you, anything. Arazu, thank you for five gifted membos. Hell yeah! Thank you so much. Appreciate that, friend. Appreciate that. Uh, Christian Rapper says he can fight the last battle someplace else also. He doesn't have to stick with Perrin. That's the same shit I was saying about Lan. All of these men are like, there's a specific place I have to fight the last battle. And Randy's going around being like, guys, everything is the last battle. Yes. Get fucking ready. I'm the last battle. You're the last battle. Everybody's the last battle. Yes. Yes, literally. Last battle. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's like a complicated encounter. Last battle <laughs> with Nerdy and the Rooster. Uh, no, it's not going to catch on. So uh, she is like, okay, that's fucking dumb. Don't do that. Come sit down. I need to tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a man named Gabriel. Actually, his name was Robin. Actually, who knows what his actual name is? Fair. But the name we know him by is Robin. He was a bad, bad man. He did bad, bad things to me. Uh, but he's dead now and everything's okay, except for the fact that Gawain still thinks that uh, he uh, Rand killed me. But we'll get to that later. And uh, Talonvor uh, is like, okay, cool, chill. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you were mind attacked by a Forsaken. That's 
That's that's that's rough, buddy. You know what? This time I'm gonna say that's not your fault. Uh, <laughs> that one, uh, not on you. That weirdly, not on you. Yeah. Weirdly, not on you. <laughs> Chapter twenty-two: The end of a legend. Did you think Rodella Toralde was going to die in this chapter when you read the title? I didn't read the title. What? I don't always read the titles of chapters. In fact, I think most of the time I don't. Really? Yeah. How? You open the page and is there a giant text? Yeah, I go to the little text first. That says a lot about our relationship. (laughs) What do you mean? Nothing. Uh, Stephanie Quintella, thank you for being a narg. Hello, guys. We'll watch later. I am late this week, but ready. No worries. Uh, have a nice weekend to all. We have our land fear, by the way. Let's go. Yes. Love they to would see drop it. land fear just in time for pride. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> um, At least Toronto pride, which I guess is not the pride they probably care about. But True. We'll be very gay tomorrow. Um, <laughs> only tomorrow, though. O- only tomorrow. You can only be gay one, a- one day a year. Um, yeah. You only get one gay. Only one gay. God damn it. Uh, I, I, I'm still baffled that you don't read chapter titles. I think I'm that's so one. weird. No, I just, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, they're inconsequential, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's, that's strange. <laughs> like, I for the first couple books, I never looked at the icons at the top of chapters until chat was like, the icons. And I was like... Oh, yeah, those remember are something. Those remember are when things. chat was like, oh, the icons are like big spoilers and they were like not? Well, they just uh, like let you know kind of like who's in that section, which I guess is a spoiler, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but there was a period on this podcast where people would be like, did, did you notice the chapter icon? And, I and like, I'd be no, like, didn't yeah, look it's at Matt's it. hat. Like, yeah, it's it was a it was he a trollic, and they fought trollics. Like I, I don't know, people thought that they were like. I think this it's big more brain. that like you know, like Rand is like riding along, and if the thing at the beginning is like a trollic thing, it's like oh, he's gonna get attacked by trollics in this chapter. Or dark ones, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I can understand why that would be like a, a teeny bit spoilery, but yeah, I, 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 I don't even look at. <laughs> yeah. Did you think he was gonna die in this chapter? Yeah, I read the end of a legend. I was like, "Oh fuck, Rodella Tarabe's gonna fucking die!" And then I started to read. I was like, "Wait, who? The, why is this about Gawain? Who fucking cares about Gawain?" Yeah. Um. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Yeah, more Gawain. Yeah, he's like seeing his youngling buddies, and they're like, "I don't know if we want to become warders." And he's like, "You know what? It's fine. Oh I got God. you." Wait, someone. Wait. Sent me STL files that are Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. Thank you for sending Wheel of Time Yo, STL files. Thank you so much. Let's go. I'm going to seed little Wheel of Time characters throughout the relay. Why not? Why the fuck not? Uh, so Gawain is hanging out. He's drinking. and Or no, he, he comes up on some boys. His younglings. Yeah. And they're like, we don't want to be warders. And he's like, that's fine. You can be soldiers. And they're like, really? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why not. I, I, I like love that the men are so like, wait. We have a choice in our lives. What we consent to matters. Soldiers don't get to make a lot of decisions for themselves. Zedrog, thank you for... <laughs> Zedrog, welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, join the nerds. Uh, I hardly ever catch the chapter titles. Just want to get into the meat of the next chapter. Missy icons as well. See, I'm with Y'all, you there. how? I'm, I'm with you. Uh, we, uh, uh, Pursuun, we are in chat 22. Joe G, think of that super Yo, chat. Yo, thank you. Good indicator that each of you is advocating for the person similar to your partner in the situation. For the person similar to your partner. Oh, in the in the talent war more gays thing. <laughs> Cause I was saying you like came up to me and had a conversation. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We make a good team. I just think communication is so important. It is. We've literally seen in this series that shit happens when people talk to one another. Well, and we like had a fight yesterday. Like fight? kind of. Like we like almost fought yesterday. We got close. We did? Yeah. We we got close to a fight yesterday and then we like chatted about it and we didn't fight. It didn't feel like we were close to a fight. Oh, it did to me. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Wait, we got like close to a fight yesterday and then we like communicated our feelings and then didn't fight. And it was nice. I guess. I don't know, like we don't really like like because we communicate. Yeah. Guys, the communication is bad is important. It helps. We are not parent and fail. That's we are sure. not. We are well, we are parent and fail on top of the, the hill. Sure. Yeah. Sure. We are Shahanar parent and fail. But <laughs> only that one night. Uh so yeah, so Oh, man. So <laughs> Yesterday was so long. I was like, what happened yesterday? And then I was like, oh. oh. my God. I can't believe you said that you were, like, not into, like, not, like, super excited about this reading. This week's reading was fucking crazy. No, I mean, um, I was riding a high the whole time. Like, it was just, like, all good. Like, I didn't have the ups and the downs. I don't know. So, basically, he, like, goes to see Brian, and he's like, Brian, like, I need advice, man. Brian? Brian. Brian. Oh. I heard Brian, and I was like, who the fuck is Brian? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Brian is like, yo, dude, maybe like, I don't know, grow the fuck up. And Godwin's like, I don't wanna. You can't make me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the prince of the sword. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, I'm. you know what? I'm not going to go to Egwene's room. I'm not going to go to Egwene's room. And he walks around, he walks around, he walks around, he goes to Egwene's room. Yeah. Uh, just in time to see the shadows move. And it's fight time. Uh, and Gawain. It's Morbin time. <laughs> Sorry, it's craven You do not want to be on... You are the most unhinged you've ever been. You are just, like, constantly distracting Sorry. away. I can't get through a fucking sentence today without you making you, a joke. That was a sentence and a half. That Jesus. was pretty good. Officially, Sam, thank you. Welcome to the nerd table. All hail, all hail uh, Arzu. Legendary supporter of my two favorite Canadian oh fantasy God. book podcasts. We're getting nowhere today. <laughs> Guys, we're, we're a favorite Canadian book podcast. Thank you. We were on a Fantasy list. Fantasy book podcast, yes. We made a list, you guys. We're on somebody's list. It's I, they said a good Turvok, list. thank you for joining the Nargs. Turvok, thank you so much. Uh, that's Life of Brian is literally what my brain was. I was like, who the fuck is Brian? Oh, my God. You're Father Drew, some, thank you for the super chat. Your parent and Fael, if Fael was a rooster, not a falcon. Uh, Wow. No, I, I, no. I don't need my husband to yell at me to know that he cares. Like, I... <laughs> I'm I'm not about that. What's she looking for? I'm looking for that email that we got. Yeah, I don't know. We were like number fifty on book on a book. Oh, list. this. Uh, so uh, feedspot.com ra- ranked us in the top eighty book club podcasts. Uh, so we were on we were on an official list of the top eighty book club podcasts. We were like number like fifty four or fifty five. Official. Let's go. Official. Guess what number one was? The Bible. That's not a podcast. It is. You do a podcast about the Bible. So if we do a podcast about the Bible, we're number one? No, no, no. no. There's a podcast about the Bible that's number one. Oh, I was like, no. okay, well, that's easy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and there's and like, you know, we're, we're in good company. You know what I mean? We got the Harry Potter and the sacred text. text yeah. Uh, who, uh, you know, I'm not a Harry Potter fan anymore. I'm not a J.K. Rowling fan. Really love what they're doing at Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. It's really cool. Uh, and it's I unique. think that they're good people. Yeah. Uh, I, I like their show a lot. Uh, but yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot of book club podcasts in there. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very nice for Feedspot to feature us on uh, their article. 
Um, I, yeah, I appreciated that. Thank you. The Bible, your next book. Should we do the Bible? For, I've never Can read you it. imagine the hot takes that we would have? On, you've never read the Bible? Why would I waste my time like that? I had to as a kid. Yeah, no. Um, Mm-mm. Too much smut in the later. Bible. <laughs> Should we do Bible study? The uh, You and I doing Bible study from the perspective of two bisexual... Heathens? Horny heathens. Uh, that could be... That could get us legitimately killed. Probably. We'll end up on some lists for sure. But, like, wow. I would do it. I would do it. I don't know if you could read the Bible. I don't know that you would commit to that. It would be tough. It would be hard for you. It would be It would be really tough. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to get Clarice to do anything that isn't... All right? To get Clarice to do anything that isn't fantasy. Like, I don't even Blue. know if we could get you... Blue, what the fuck? <laughs> What the hell? Are we even talking about a book today? We're talking about the Bible, obviously. <laughs> this is about as big Blue, as the Bible, you I know? think that Blue gifted 50 memberships, you mad lad. For us to do the to Bible. Do the Bible. I, think that, I think that this is Blue saying he wants us to do a Bible study. Oh, God. Can you, can you imagine the comments on those videos? Oh, I can. The Bible is oh, high fantasy. Yes. That is true. It is high fantasy. This is a fantasy book podcast. We should do it for Christmas. <laughs> the Christmas morning book club. Every year on Christmas, we do the next section of the Bible. Oh, my God. Are we doing a different version of the Bible? It's like a 10-year joke. No, no, no. We're reading one version. I'm not reading multiple. I've read the Bible twice in my life. I'm never reading it again. I, I'm not reading it two more times. Oh, wow. Blue. Can you imagine if we did a Christmas morning Bible study book club? And it's you and I fucking being like, this makes no sense. The plot of this section is really off the wheels. Yeah, this this uh, this doesn't check out. It like... doesn't really feel like these wise men's backstory was set up very well. Yeah, I don't really care about them, you know, on an emotional this level. This might be the best idea we've ever had, but it also might get us literally murdered. Yeah, Blue, you're it. a mad lad. I, what, Blue, what happened? Uh, Blue, thank you so much, y'all. Um, if you don't have uh, <sighs> gifts accepted, turned on, how, what do you call that? You, If you want a gifted membership to the channel, you do have to manually enable it. Yes. Um, just so you know, if you're like, yeah. I've been here a while and, you know, I've never got blued on. Um, <coughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, you might have to turn on the membership accepting thing. I don't know. Just going to casually drink some blue over here. Yeah, we're, drink we're drinking some blue. <laughs> Gamer subs, use coupon code CLAROOSE for 10% off. Let's fucking go. Okay, okay. Thank you, Blue. We appreciate you. You're the best. Let's yeah. talk about the Wheel of Time. Thank you. That is <laughs> fucking mad lad. Jesus Christ. It's a blue copy. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, wow. <coughs> Good one. Who said that? Who fucking said that? That was hilarious. I'm sorry, I missed... Oh, it was Colonel Sanders. Can't be having folks forget who the executive producer is. You know what, Blue? You're right. You're, you're, you're right. Oh God, you gotta assert your dominance. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow, Blue. Um... Thank you for the gifted memberships and for the super chat, you fucking mad lad. Jesus oh my God. Christ. 
Executive Producer Blue. Everyone say thank you, Executive Producer Blue. Executive Producer of the Roleplay Relay. Let's fucking go. All right. Uh, <clears throat> wow. <laughs> you okay over there? <clears throat> yeah. My voice is a little uh, sexy, you know. Should I do the whole show from here? Yeah, go for it. Uh, all right. You're, you're at nipple level, so it kind of works out. Chapter 21. <laughs> I feel like Modoc. I'm like, ooh, hello, Ant-Man. What are you going to do? Jim Fern, welcome. Thank you so much for that super chat. Jim, Jim thank you. So glad you made it for a live. Uh, oh, summer break. Congrats. Uh, summer doing, break for teachers. Let's go, teachers. You're doing, you doing the good can work. Can I just say, Appreciate can I make it. a controversial comment about teachers? That they should get paid more? Yes. <clears throat> hey, governments. The children are the future. Yeah. Pay your fucking teachers. Please. Pay for their Please. fucking school supplies. It's not a job I would ever I fucking never, do. I never want to see another fucking article where Stephen Colbert is paying for all of the school supplies for uh, South Carolina, where he's from. That was amazing. And this is not a dig at Stephen Colbert. No. Love what he did. If I had that kind of money, I would love to do that too. But pay your fucking teachers. Like, why is this even a question? Why are children suffering because we don't want to fund education? How is How does that make any fucking sense? <laughs> Y'all, we, Canada is not as bad, but we're, we're still not great. But in the United States, did you know that like more than 50% of children are reading below their grade level? More than 50% of kids. Like, how the fuck... Is that possible in the up. wealthiest country in the world? We, we fucked up as a society. It just, it drives me up a fucking wall. Yeah. No, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's bonkers. I did not know that. And I, it just, it makes me so mad. Yeah. And so just pay your fucking teachers. Yeah. Just fucking pay your teachers. For real. Anyway, that's my hot take of the day. <laughs> Thank you for that super chat and welcome into the live. Uh, we appreciate it. I don't think anyone be, will be surprised that the mm, socialist leaning um, book club is like, Post. hey, education matters. <laughs> is pro-paid teachers. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do the fucking Bible study, so. <laughs> I'm going to be your teacher. Hot for a teacher. <laughs> EDC says, boo, AOT reactions, y'all suck. Oh, no. Oh, no, we're so sad. sad. There might be an actual tear in my eye if I stab myself. Um, <clears> oh, my <throat> God. Anyway. Uh, I love teachers. We were doing a book. Y'all are doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very grateful for the teachers that helped me become the person that I am today. Cheers to that. Except for that one. You know who you are. You know who you are. You we all have that one teacher are. that we're like, you know what? Mm -hmm. We should never have crossed paths. But this was this was a canon event, you know? Okay. Okay. Book club. We are talking about the fucking Wheel of Time at some point today. I thought we were talking about the Bible. Clarus, <laughs> I swear to God... Do you want to do a five-hour show? We were going to have brunch after this. Do you, no, I want to have brunch. If we don't get through brunch. the show, we're not having brunch. I want to have brunch. If we don't get through the show, we're not having brunch. Okay. Want, yeah, I want brunch. You want, you want to have brunch? I, want, I would like brunch, yes. All right, then let's pay attention, okay? <laughs> Eyes up. Okay, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. Get in the zone. The danger zone. Get in the zone <clears throat> yeah, okay. Okay. Here. This is getting ridiculous. Okay. What yeah, do I need to do? Some I need breathing you to pay exercises? Attention. Great. What? What? No, I need you to talk about Wheel of Time. Where were we? Uh, we kind of talked about the younglings a little bit, and that it, it, Gawain, Gawain starts his fight wings. with Gawain starts his fight with um with uh, the, the the blood knife. Yeah, we find out it's a blood knife. We find out later it's kind of like set up that it's like oh it's like maybe Masana using daggers, which would kind of be weird. It honestly well no makes it sense it, it really seems knife. like it's a gray man. Here's the thing because because of the fact that he like can't see it properly. Yeah, I thought um. 
when the blood knives were explained in the previous book, mm-hmm. I genuinely thought they only lasted three days. Yes, I was confused by this too. Can someone maybe clarify that? Did I miss something? Because I swear that there was like a there was like three days that they had, and now they can last up to a month. Uh, Bitters, thank you so much for joining the Nards. <gasps> Welcome to the Nard table. Yeah, I, I was a little you. confused about the blood knife thing as well. Because uh, I thought they, like, kamikaze yeah. that night and then died. Mm-hmm. I th- So the idea that they, like, kamikaze slowly over time for a month is very strange to me. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was confused. Yeah. I was confused. Um, but uh, I, I did, um, I did like the idea that maybe the Grey Men and the Blood Knives have more in common than we previously thought. Like, maybe the Grey Men are just blood knives, and that the Dark One has the same Tarang Grail that the Sanchen have? Well, the, the thing is, like, we don't know that the Grey Men just kind of, like, die after a bit of time. We don't know anything about the Grey Men except that they're hard to see. Yeah. And so it's it feels like, wh- whether or not they're the exact same thing, it seems like they, like, come from the same strain of the One Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that the weaves to make the Tarang Grail or to create a Grey Man are, like, kind of similar, because they, they give up their souls. Like, they die. Mm-hmm. They are technically dead, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, and so uh, he survives. Uh-huh. Uh, he gets one of the knives, and then he goes and he bursts into Egwene's room, and a bunch of wards go off, and he finds himself caught on the ceiling, and he goes, It's our trap! Ah, fuck. Yeah, you fucked up. We cut to Matt. I kind of want that dagger. <clears throat> Anyways. Get me an STL file. Does anyone and have I an STL file you, for oh my God, this you guys. blood knife dagger, please? We have... We ever since we got this printer, she's like, "Yeah, but can you get me a thigh knife? Yeah, but can you print me like, a thigh knife? Yeah, but would... yeah, but yeah, but yeah, can you print me a thigh knife? Thigh knives are yeah, sexy. Yeah, but can you print me a thigh knife? I don't know what you want. They're sexy. Oh my god. Thigh knives are sexy, y'all. Okay. Gray men have awesome health benefits. They even get dental. So Matt, point of view. We cut over to him, and he's like, "Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Matt. I need to go to the Tower of Genji. Basically. Yeah, that's that's it." And, oh, yeah. and then he's like, oh, Brigitte knows about the tower. I'm going to go see Brigitte. Bye. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it makes sense. Very logical. <laughs> uh, and on his way up to uh, the the castle to go talk to Brigitte, he's attacked by a random dude. And Matt kills that dude. It's actually, no, it's well, more he, like, than saves that. Pe- he, he saves a dude. dude. And then that dude tried to kill him. And he's like, oh, yeah. fuck. He saves a guy from being robbed. And then the dude recognizes him from the photos. And so the guy tries to kill him. And then he kills the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, don't try and kill Matt. Yeah, don't do it. Just don't. You're not going to... It's not yeah. going to happen. I get, like, dark friends doing it. Yeah. But, like, if someone was just passing out photos of a guy and they're like, hey, the leader of the band of the Red Hand... Uh, no, no, no. If you have that piece of paper, you're basically a dark friend because you got it from... No, it's just being passed around. But who would he, they go to for the reward? There's no address. There's no phone number. They would have to know that it's from the fucking dark one. Like, why? I don't why think so. Otherwise, I think, why would you kill this person? I, no, because they're saying specifically that, like, every footpad in the city seems to have it. Yeah, because they're all fucking dark friends. I don't think it, every footpad in the city is a dark friend. Robert I think that's Jordan a thinks that evil people steal. That's, like, not, like, you Yeah, know. but uh, Robert Jordan also thinks that not evil people enslave people. So, like, Robert, I don't, I don't trust Robert Jordan's morality here. That's fair. I just think that everyone who has a page is a dark friend because they've got it from, like, their superiors. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't agree with that. I think that they're, I think that those papers are being passed around to everyone and being told that there's a reward. And so people, because I don't think that, like, there's this many dark friends at such a low level. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that. Oh, I would think so, but. um, I I think that, like, 
the there are dark friends who are after Matt, and then they're also the, they're trying to use the like the the basically worldwide recession that they're going through because of the lack of food and stuff yeah. to just turn anyone who is desperate for money and for food into someone a weapon against Matt. Right? Okay. Yeah. I I think that it's it's more complicated than just like all of these random footpads are dark friends. All right. Yeah, I think they're mostly just selfish and they're being preyed upon for that. But also, like, if I was sitting on the ground and a guy who just saved me, I would not want to attack up at him. Yeah. Because you're you're he's such a disadvantage. He was position. a dum dum. He was almost as bad as Pater. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to Brigitte's point of view. Brigitte is watching a play, guys. Plays have never been done before. People are like, why don't you just hear a bard? You know, sing it. And they're like, okay, what if we had more money and we like made it longer? And now we've got like full blown Shakespearean plays. Mm-hmm. We got operas going on over here, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, What's your favorite opera? My favorite opera? Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed The Barber of Seville. Um, <laughs> that was the coldest recommendation I've ever heard. It was fun. I enjoyed I, The Barber. I, I really liked it. No, I, that was more of a place of like, I have not seen many operas. Like, I left Don Giovanni halfway through because it was so Insane. bad. Um, and it was this weird contemporary take yeah, yeah, where the yeah. woman was rolling around on the floor in bedazzled jeans, and I was like, ah, I'm out. Um, but I think I've maybe seen f- f- four or five operas, and I don't remember the names of some of them. So Barbara Seville is the one that sticks out. I like the Zabaflitte. Oh, fair. Okay. If you want to see a really funny opera, go see the Zabaflitte or the Magic Flute. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Camo, thank you too. for that super chat. I <gasps> love how you. Matt spends hours coming up with secret identities and convoluted backstories for him and his group that never work. Never. It's because nobody else cares and nobody yeah. else like gives them any like weight. Nobody else is interested. Right? Uh, it's just it's just not important to anybody else. But Matt thinks it's the most important thing in the world. And like the comedy of that is brilliant. It's great. I love it. When when Brandon Sanderson writes Matt not talking about women, I think he actually does a really good job. Yeah. It is it is the recurring gag of how he talks about women that I just think doesn't work. Yeah. And so like for most of the Matt reading this week, I actually really enjoyed the Matt reading. It's only those few moments where like Matt like stops doing what he's doing to make weird comments about women's bodies. To be like, "Wow, she's hot for Talmains." Yeah, and it's like the constant, like, but I'm married, but I'm married. Just fucking cheat on your wife, dude. If you're going to be like this, just cheat. Be a shitty person. But this, like, weird line he's writing is just, it's strange, and it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Brigitte's watching a play, and no one really seems to be enjoying themselves, which is unfortunate, because, you know, I like Because it's, it's, what's her name? What what is the woman's name that she's there for? Elaine is there, is there with... Elorian? Alorian. It's Alorian's favorite um, high chant. Oh, and no one likes Alorian, so her tastes are probably bad as well. I understand. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, someone comes in and is like, "Hey, you know, uh, there's a there's a someone there's a disturbance at the gate. You know, someone trying to break in. Whoa, I felt a disturbance crazy. in the force. And Brigitte's like, you know what? This probably doesn't require my attention, but I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So you guys watch Elaine, and I'm going to leave. And he goes, and he finds Matt. Matt's just dicing with the guards. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know that's like Matt Cawthon. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> what? I, I particularly love that she's like, why isn't he in a cell? What are you guys 
What, what yeah. are you doing? They're, they're just like, hanging out. They're like, he's he's just like a homeless he's guy. He's, yeah, it's Yeah, fine. this guy, no he way. He just wanted to warm up. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And Ricky's like, yeah, no, that's... Fuck, you idiots. I know. You're demoted. Immediately demoted. He's literally the leader of the largest band of mercenaries outside of our gates. You're demoted. He was hiding his face, you know. The rooster prince. You can be the rooster princess. Why? Just for fun. Just because I want to give you more names and titles. I don't need any. Too hard to keep track of. I never had a nickname before fucking online content. Yeah, and now you have all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love, guys, I love everyone in the chat talking about how Bugs Bunny is the intro for so many people into opera. I think that some people really? would say that that's like a bad thing. I think that that's what children's media is so good at, right? Like, if your first introduction to opera is kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, that's, that's great. Yeah. Opera, opera is a super dense and difficult art form to get into. Yeah. And I think that the more we make it accessible to children, the better, because it's part of our history. Uh, so much modern music has its roots in opera. Yeah, I'm not saying <clears> you have to, like, love opera, but it is, like, important to, you know, know where stuff, like, stuff stems from. Yeah, and I just think that, like, it's it's a beautiful... I, I love it. I love opera. I think it's a beautiful art form. Uh, and I wish that it was more accessible. And I, I think my biggest problem with opera as an art form is how stodgy and how difficult it is to get involved. Yeah, yeah. People are like all hoity-toity. And if you don't know... Like the scene where Elaine is doing it privately for her people. for her, Only for the rich people, right? And like I think that um, opera think, should be for everyone. Yeah, I think Elorian would have been mad if she invited, you know, a bunch of random people in. But yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah so <clears> they <throat> talk about uh, Targenji. And the Elf and the Elfin, how to get in. And Brigitte's like, yeah, what about that, like, story? You know, it used to be really popular around here 100 years ago about me going in there. And he's like, oh, cool, how did you get out? And she's like, oh, I didn't. I died. I died. <laughs> but I also, like, Brigitte's like, man, like, I really thought, I thought that one, that story of me was going to last longer. Yeah, 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 damn, I really liked that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, because she took. God, she, I just wish people, everyone, I just wish everyone remembered me dying violently trying to save the love of my life. Well, and Matt is like, so wait, how did this story get out of the tower if you died in there? And she's like. That's a great question. Great question. How does everyone know that you, like, committed suicide to get your memories and shit? Yeah, who knows? Like, that, that, like. Peep, that that rumor managed to get around. I think the elf and elfin like to spread rumors. Oh, I think the elf and elfin pass the rumors like out of their tower. They're like professional gossipers. That's like what connects them to our world. Yeah, and maybe the stronger like they are, it's because the strength of like the rumors in our world. Yeah, you know? it feeds them. Anyways, rant on more. Thank you for the Thank super, you for that super chat. chat. Ten seconds ago, I finally got a raise. I was promised six months ago. Let's go raise. Let's Need to go. share my joy for a moment. Excuse me. Let's go. High five for raise. Congratulations. We love that. We like raises here. Congratulations. You deserve it. You probably do. We don't actually know if you deserve it, but we're just going to say that you deserve, you deserve it because you watch book club and that means <laughs> you're a decent person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. The Elf and the Elf are definitely gossipy bitches. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon me. Excuse me. Or or there's someone like Min whose talent is like knowing what's going on with the Elf and the I'm sure that was probably a talent one time or another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we learned some like cool shit, you know, like what the, what the, it, it, we kind of get a better insight into the fire and the music and the iron and how that works and that it becomes less effective over time. And yeah. That, mm-hmm. Like she had rations in there for two months, which is fucking crazy. Obviously, I think time moves differently. Like it's not going yeah, to yeah, be yeah. two months, but, um, or they won't be in there for months, but that you can run around for ages and ages and never like find the place that you're supposed to find. 
Oh, and also, shedding blood in there does weird things to their realm. So, like, they won't try and, like, stab you, but they will try and, like, kill you or apprehend you in other ways. Do you think Matt's going to be, like, whipping blood at people? Maybe. Um, it might be the way that he, like, finds the throne room or the meeting room or whatever the fucking Oh, smearing is. blood on the walls because they can't touch your blood. And so if you smear blood, you won't get lost. Well, you might not get lost, yeah. And then, if like... If you just, like, do a little prick and then you draw with your blood. And I, I don't know how it affects the world, but maybe it stops the hallways from, like, shifting. And mm. so he might use blood to try and find his way through the tower. Mm, Army Hammer would love that. <laughs> Wow. 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 Allegedly. Allegedly, Army Hammer would love, for legal reasons, that's allegedly. Anyways, Elaine feels pain. Can you imagine? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, not allegedly. Army Hammer, please sue me. The press would be great for the show. That's true. Blow us up. To the moon. (laughs) To the moon! To the moon. Dogecoin to the moon. Let's go, kids. Oh, my God. Uh, And so, um... Uh, they feel Elaine, or she feels, uh, Matt doesn't, but she's like, Elaine's in pain, we gotta go. And they're off. Chapter 23, Foxheads. Hot. What? Are you a furry? (laughs) If you are, you should play Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh. Yeah, I'm not gonna play that. Um. I mean, you should, it's great. I'm good, yeah. Uh. J. Eddie Maldonado says, just tuned in, is Claris wearing a teddy? No, she's wearing a, a dress. teddy bear? No, like a, a teddy. Like a, you don't know what a teddy is? It's like a sleeping dress thing. Sleeping dress? It, it, I mean, it's silk. Does that count? I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a dress. <laughs> Google teddy and it comes up teddy bear. Teddy clothes. That's it's also called a cami knicker. A cami knicker. Uh, yeah, those, those are, are all teddy, teddy bears. bears. Oh, because I put in teddy, put clothes, teddy clothes, and so it came up so with clothes up for with, teddy bears. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that's like a teddy. It's a dress. Yeah. I am wearing a dress, yes, correct. <laughs> correct. I feel like I, like, haven't recovered from blue cocky yet. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That was this really This show good is one. so weird. Why does anyone watch us lose our minds on Friday mornings? I feel like we even got progressively more unhinged. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we started at level one, and now we're at, like, level eight, and I can't wait to see what level ten is. Nerdy and a teddy would be a teddy bear. I'm so sorry to disappoint you, Roger, but I'm not hairy enough. That's actually true. Yeah, unfortunately. No, not hairy enough. Yeah, there's, there's like there's a there's like cute, a cute cute curl. Let's there, not but... talk about my chest hair. Let's nice. talk about Elaine. It's nice. Elaine is uh, sitting in that same performance. Yeah, we're cutting back in time. Yeah, I don't think she's loving it, but she's like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's a little long. Yeah, um, that, like and you know musicals. what? Some operas are are too long. Uh, that is fair. That is fair. Yeah. <laughs> when you go into Act Five, you're like, oh my fucking, can we just not? Yeah. Um. And uh, so she's like, you know what? Uh, I'm. She she she's talking about her copies that she's made. And of the foxhead. We learned some interesting things about them. I like that they are functional, but not the same. Yeah, they work not as well. They only like repel weaker weaves, which is very useful mm-hmm. still for sure. And they like they stop the user from channeling. Yeah. So if you're touching them, you can't channel. Mm-hmm. Which is. Which is great, right? Because, like, you can pass those out to... If you can make enough of them, Mm -hmm. you can pass them out to your whole army. 
the majority of your army can't channel, so that doesn't matter. And then if they're if they're like free from weak weaves, the oh, Here's actually, the that's thing, a I bad think, idea. I I don't think that giving that to your army would matter because they're going to get incinerated by fire or lightning. Well, and also like giving them something where if you don't know where it is on their body and can't get it off of them quickly, if you need to heal them. Oh. You are blocking your healing as well. You know what you could do? Like, because it's made out of silver, mm -hmm. um, you could, like, have... Um, I, I don't know if it has to be in the shape of a fox head, but you could, like, kind of make, like, a mini pauldron out of it or something, like, that's on the armor that's, mm -hmm. like, easily identifiable. You can see the fox head and then, like, take it off, right? You know what's interesting about it, though, is I don't really understand the line the for line. when the weaves can affect a person with a fox head or not, right? Like, how strong they have to be? Well, because we know that if you throw a fireball, the fireball isn't weaves, and so the fireball can make contact. Yeah. But if you hit someone with air, it doesn't land. But why? why what is the difference between fire and air? That the air is a weave, but the fireball is weaved. You cannot, like, weave to affect a person, but you can affect the things around a person. So you can right, affect but why wouldn't, fire. But you why wouldn't do, air be wait. the same thing? Air is the same. Yeah, air can push people. No, no, no. The the air because they were trying to hit Matt with the switches of air earlier in the books, and the air because would like the air dissipate was around him. Like because the weave. No, no, is it the wouldn't air. hit air. Yeah, the air. They they make a weave out of air, and as soon as the weave touches him, it falls apart. The the weave to like make fire. The fire then like falls or moves or whatever it is. But the the air is made out of the weave to keep it together, right? Uh, Zephyr says, I think the difference is that the air is a pure form. A fireball is a construct from the weaves of fire. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, because, like, air is one of the, like, f powers. Like, earth is, or... All right. I, I will accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, interesting. Yeah, if you took, yeah, the, the So if you, like, blasted weave... someone with fire, it wouldn't work. If you just shot fire at someone. But because you make a fireball and then throw the fireball... That's yeah, different. you use fire to make a fire thing to throw it. But if you use the actual fire weave, like the thread, like the thread of fire, yeah, 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 then I don't think that would work. And I think that that's what they do with the switches is the actual literal thread of air. All right, I'll accept that. That's interesting. That makes sense, yeah. I, I just had that thought, and I appreciate chat. I appreciate you setting me right on this. No, I think that's cool. Rantel more. Uh, think of that super think chat. Think super chat. The weaves are guiding the air, maybe, while the fireball is created and sent off without weaves holding it together. Yeah, there. like I would. Yeah, I would have thought the air would need to like be. I, I don't but know. I would say the same thing about a fireball. Technically, in that, like, what is holding a fireball together? Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? Roger Lai Thank says, "Happy Midsummer from Sweden." Oh, I okay. I love Swedish chocolate. I'm very <laughs> jealous. Um, no, I'm serious. The Swedes make really, really good chocolate. So have some chocolate to celebrate. Should for we me. watch Midsummer? No. Okay. What, what if we did a reaction? Are you trying to kill me? What if we did a reaction? Oh, we need to put up the Patreon poll. Oh, yeah, we need to... Patrons, go into the Discord and tell us what movies we should watch for No, June. they already did that. I wanted cool. gay movies. We'll, we'll do a poll by the end of Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do... Uh, sorry. Sorry. Thank you for Patrons, you're all going to have to vote this weekend because we're going to have to watch that before we leave for Anime Expo. Yup. We're going to have to watch that on Monday. Yeah. Uh, booge. Monkeys. Cool, cool, cool. Love it. Cool. Um, uh, Rantamore says, haha, agree. It's a weird line. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird line. Roger, thank you for that super chat. Um. It is, it's a little bit of a weird line, but it's not a totally weird line, right? Yeah. Dakuna, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, like fire doesn't just, you can't just like throw a fireball. Like that's, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Yeah. 
right? And so, like, you would have to use the weave to hold the fireball together the whole way through. Yeah. And so there's got to be something in the fireball that is a combustible. Like, if you just throw fire in the air, it just stops existing, right? So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that is a weird line. Yeah, I think the fireball is why I don't like it. That's fair. If fireballs fell apart, I I, I would like it more. Mm-hmm. Whereas like 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 um like what David Zoller says here, which is like a thrown rock. If you're throwing something that exists in the real world, yeah, that like you're just moving something. I think that that makes sense. So do you think you could throw fire if it already existed? Like if there's a campfire and you like threw. If you were directing fire that you didn't create, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. It's like the Avatar rules, right? Where, like, you can't just... Because the weird thing about, like, I threw a fireball out of nothing is, like... But 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 that's not how fire works. Like, fire isn't a thing, right? Sure. Fire technically doesn't exist, right? I'm sorry, what? Like, like fire isn't... Fire isn't matter. Fire is a reaction. Right. Fire is a chemical reaction between three things, right? Um, and so you can't just, like, throw a fireball? Like, that doesn't make sense. Hmm. You have to light something on fire. Mm-hmm. You you need you need fuel, right? You need oxygen. You need fuel. This and is too much science for me. You need heat, right? And so, I I think that what I think the reason why fireballs are weird to me in any medium is that like what is in the middle? What is on fire? Right. Like because fire doesn't exist, what is on fire? You could like weave alcohol. Yes. And light that on fire. Yes. Huh. Some kind of plasma. Sure, 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 sure. If you could, like, create plasma with the one power, yes. Gasoline. I'm sorry. I know that this is super nerdy, but fireballs That's bug cool. me. And they've always bugged me since I was a kid because I'm like, but what is it? Because it can't <laughs> just be fire. What, what, what does it mean? Yeah, it's not like hitting someone with lightning what where you know what it, it is. It's like I threw fire, but, like. What does it mean? Technically, ah! technically throwing a fireball at someone, like, it might singe them, uh-huh. but it probably wouldn't do very much. They're actually fireworks. And fireballs explode in media. And I'm like, but what what was what what exploded? We could also talk about fire arrows. Anyway, not important. Fire arrows are legitimate. I'm sorry. They're I'm just sorry, not I'm legitimate sorry, sorry, for what they're used for uh-huh. in most media. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But fire arrows have existed for naval combat. I'm just giving you shit. It's fine. I know, but you're like, there's no such thing as fire arrows. And I that's not true. I never said you that. You did when we first started I dating. I did not And then say I that. pushed back on you and I you No, know. I did not. Yes, you did. No, I, I want to be very clear. I have never said that. I'm saying that the way that media uses fire arrows in, like, fantasy stuff is stupid uh, uh, oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. aggressively dumb. A lot of the time. Yeah, because... I'm not saying they don't exist. Because <laughs> the majority of time when you're watching fire arrows get shot off in media, it's like, like in House of the Dragon... When they use the fire arrows against the dragon, and I'm like, your archers just told the dragon where they are. Yeah. Why would you, if you're shooting in the dark at a giant thing that's lit up and your archers aren't lit up, why would you have them light fires and give your enemy a target to hit your archers? Your archers are hidden. It is the whole point of using archers at night is that your enemy doesn't know where they are. But as soon as all of your archers in a line light up fire, your enemy goes, oh, hey, there's all of the archers that we need to take out. (laughs) So frustrating. Oh, my God. I'm like, now you look like idiots. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, anyway, fire arrows. It doesn't matter. Fire arrows look really cool on film. I get it, but yeah, like... they look cool. That's what matters. I'm, I'm such a fucking pedantic asshole. It's... I think it's fun to this have This is like why I don't enjoy things. What do you mean? You enjoy things? I do. I do. I do. But I people enjoy things sometimes think, in spite of like... People think you don't enjoy things because you like to get into the nitty gritty of that. 
But that you, that doesn't mean that you don't enjoy it. Here, here's what it is. People think that because I complain about those things that I didn't like the media property, whereas they're separate from one another. I can say the fire arrows are used in a way that is stupid, and also I loved the scene and it was really. It good. looked cool, yeah. Right, like I because I'm separating the reality from the from the from the from the like storytelling. Yeah. It's when both the reality and the storytelling aren't good that I'm like, well, I get nothing out of this. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair, that's yeah. fair. Anyways, uh, the, Elaine is copying the Foxhead medallions and is not able to do it quite like to to, to the extent that the original is. But. <laughs> Catapults are great, but don't put them in front of the army. Thank you. Thank you. The long night, the fact that they fucking march their don't army even... outside of their fucking protective oh, walls to fight the zombies god. is the dumbest don't shit. Don't even get me started. Oh my god. Please. And I think that episode is not as bad as other people do. I think there's a lot of fun in it, and I did not... I did not have a no. visual problem with we'll it. We'll fight about this. It wasn't too dark. You when saw I it in it. theaters. Yeah, but it wasn't too dark. All I'm saying is that I did not think the episode was too dark, but like the the fact that they marched out, the fact that they cavalry charged into the darkness is oh like my the God, dumbest. I cannot. The dumbest thing possible. Because what if they had like put stuff out in front of them? What if they just charged into fucking defensive, like a defensive perimeter? Like, oh so my god, stupid. Yeah. so fucking. And anyways. then all the fucking you, you, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, uh, I, I do not like the last season of Game of Thrones, even though it's one of my favorite shows. It's fine. AMV <clears throat> fan, thank you for that. Thank uh, you. You guys, to the super chat, uh, we appreciate it. You guys should read One Piece. It's like being taught leftist politics with Bug Bunny as a protagonist. I think it's cute that you think I need to be taught leftist politics, but I, I'm considering watching One Piece. I'm not. I'm, I'm considering, the live action, but I'm considering not, not reacting the to the anime by Why? myself. Why? Don't do it. That's so long. It. That's so many hours. I know, but everything I've seen from it seems really fun. Every You're clip, on your own. every clip I've seen from One Piece makes it seem really fun. You're on your and own. because of the trailer, I have ended up on One Piece TikTok, and One Piece sounds great. One Piece sounds like my kind of anime, and I don't know. I'm kind of like, do I might do solo reactions to One Piece. Yeah, I don't know. That's you're on your you're on your own. Uh, Arzu Chef Poor, thank you for that super chat. The Long Night needed Rodel Iteralde, yes, or yes. Davin Bashir, or Gareth Bryan, yes, or honestly, like Anyone. Rand, any brain that was functioning at capacity, like oh my god, don't fucking. We need to talk about the fucking Wheel of Time. Uh, what this book no. club has been insane. We're an hour in, and we're on chapter twenty three. Yeah, yeah, we're crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> What is happening? Is anybody still here? Are you guys enjoying this show? No, no one's here. Everyone Woo! left. Everyone left. Woo! Uh, Elaine sneaks away from the party. Um, she 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 has her like petty moment with Elorian. Uh, mm -hmm. that isn't really petty, but like is is. I love. Okay, I want to get into it. I love this moment for Elaine. I don't uh -huh. want to skip over it. We don't have a lot of time for the show, but I'm, I don't want to skip over this moment because Elaine is like, I I I brought you here not to talk to you, not to engage with you, not to try and fix things, but just to like stoke the memory of when you enjoyed being here. Yeah, is such a brilliant tactical move on her part. Mm -hmm. And I just I was like, oh shit, because she knows Elorian's sitting there being like, okay, when is someone gonna come over, and when are, when does the politics start, mm -hmm. and like when are we getting into that? And Elaine is like. Look, De Estamar, not about it. Not about it. I just, I, I want you to be here. I want things to work cohesively together. I want people to work together. I want, pe like, people to be happy. I want us to be on the same side. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, a weird, like, power play maneuver thing. It And it is still kind of political, right? To, like, put her at yeah. ease. But it's much better than, like, you know, trying to manipulate someone into, like, 
yeah, yeah. Getting someone on your side and then or versus manipulating and forcing someone into doing something they don't want to do, mm-hmm. you always take option A. If you, yeah, that's 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 what we do. Um. Yeah, uh, Chris Rapper asked in the chat, do you guys edit this stuff out for the podcast? No. No, I hit make this an MP4 and then I upload it. Y'all, the podcast is all of this unhinged nonsense. Yeah. If you want it, go listen to it. But also, go to Apple's podcast and rate the podcast five stars. Give it a review and I will read whatever you review the show with. Uh, Yeah. So do that, please. It helps us a lot. Go to Spotify. Do the same thing. There's a question on Spotify every week. Go answer that question. Maybe we'll start reading those answers on the pod. It'll be fun. That'll be part of housekeeping. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that. because of Spotify, because of we 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 put our thing out through Spotify for podcasters, uh, and so there's a question that you can answer on Spotify if you have Spotify, and you can answer the question on the podcast. Oh, anyway, um, cool. Anyways, yeah, Elaine gets a really bad idea and decides to uh to fucking d- pretend to be a forsaken. Hmm. Il thank you for that super chat. <laughs> for the super chat. Nerdy watching One Piece would be my new favorite thing. Well, I'm thinking about it. I'm not committing yet, but I'm thinking about it. Uh, all right. Yeah, no. Uh, you go for it. <laughs> so, so, oh, oh, oh. Um, what, 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 where are we at? Well, Elaine disguises herself as a Forsaken and t- travels into the cell. She's so good. She l- looks like a scary person, and they're like, oh, my God, great one. Ah. <laughs> she looks like a scary person. Yeah, it's so funny. She's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so she pops into the cell, and she's, like, trying to get answers. And she does. Uh, mm-hmm. And we find out that Camelin is going to be invaded. Yeah. Do you think that happens this book? This book? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Okay. I'm going to make a... Well- no. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Bold prediction time, chat. I think that Andor is going to fall and be destroyed. Well, the, we did have that, like, kind of vision of mm-hmm. Egwene in her trial, like, test thing. Can I say why I think this is going to happen? Sure. Because I want it to. Oh, okay. I think that Andor falling at the end of this book and the dragons not saving them mm-hmm. would be the narrative hitch that I keep saying I want in the good guy's plans and give stakes to the final book. Okay. I think it is the perfect target of Rand has left it alone long enough because he said, I can't get involved there. It, it gives Rand the whole, I should have gotten involved. I fucked up by not doing this. Mm. Uh, leaving Andor alone, let it fall. Uh, it affects all of our main characters because it is the number one ally to Tarvalon. It is the big barrier between the Sanchen and the East. Mm -hmm. It is, like, I think that it is, it's the first kingdom. It is where the two rivers is. Yeah, no, I I think that you're making a good point. Um, Um, (gasps) Dusty, hello! Did I miss the best part of the section? What's the best part of the section, Dusty? I'm pretty sure it's when we All go. you missed was Bible talk. <laughs> I think it's when we... When We've not we gotten to the Dusty Wheel yet. No, no, no we no, have no, not. No, no. But uh, that it, that react, there is a reaction to that moment. Uh, it's very good. It's very um, good. I do... Th- no, I just... I think that... Um, I think that if Andor were to we're be to invaded, fall. whatever this plan is, were yeah. to fall, and that this is the, like, loss, the big loss that they suffer before the final battle, I think it would be really interesting and... Them being like, there's going to be invaded. I think this is going to happen. I think it's going to happen really soon. Yeah. And I think that um, it's going to happen immediately after Matt leaves town. Ah. I think Matt's going to go to the Tower of Genji and... um, 
Yeah, I mean, it sucks because uh, uh, David Hammett says, like, and the only nation with its shit together. Not yeah, really. like, Gamelin has its shit together, but that doesn't mean the whole country does. Uh, I, I guess. think the whole country's kind of in the same place everything else is. Well, no, I mean, like, people are being fed. Like, in that's Camelin. gotta count for something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck, that's tough. I don't know. Uh, Quark's Bar, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Can't make the live, but just popping in to wish everyone a happy Schrodinger's Grain Week. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> we only opened the bags that were spoiled. How is that even possible? I, you know what? I don't know, but uh, statistically, it shouldn't be. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, but Egwene, uh, I think it's gonna happen. I think I think Andrew falls. Okay, uh, that's my bold prediction. Okay, I think I've actually said that before, but I this time I'm have. saying it's this book. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then, uh, Jacques, Tamale, and Eldrith enter, and uh, the the they they are like, wait, but that's not. She's not actually the Forsaken. She's like, I am the Forsaken. <laughs> and then she rolls like a uh, like natural one on her charisma check. And they're like, the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah she and feels her deception. Fight. Yeah. And it's actually like really cool one power shit. Well, because, yeah, so they, they were, she she just so happened to teleport in in the middle of their like breakout escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just, you know, just bad timing all around. Um, and Do- Doylen, Doylen Millar, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Tabs her. I know. And then it's like, heal her. She can't die. But I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, why can't she die? Uh, Because he wants to fuck her. That That's... Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you've been promised to me. I'm I'm going to do bad things to you. And I was like, wow, this is... uh, Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised that never like came back. Like Elaine didn't like think about that, being like, "What the fuck?" But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. uh, uh, uh Elaine sets people on fire. She kills some folks. Doylen Millar does escape with um, one of the copies. Yes. But uh, Elaine does manage. The 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 fun thing about this little fight is the passing around of the medallion and yes. Elaine being like, "Oh fuck, I can't lose Matt's medallion. He's gonna be pissed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she gets Matt's medallion back. Yes, thank mm-hmm. God. Uh, and uh, Doyle Millar escapes after slitting Eldrith's throat because he can't mm-hmm. leave witnesses behind. Uh, and um, <sighs> yep, he stabs Tamale and then he dips. Yeah, he pieces the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, Matt and Brigitte arrive in time to um, for her not to die. Well, yeah, I mean. She did get, like, healed, so I don't think, like, she would... I, I, I don't know. Anyway, she doesn't mm-hmm. die. It's fine. Uh, and then we cut over to Egwene, who's in the White Tower, mm-hmm. just fucking laying into Gawain, and honestly being so much kinder than he deserves. And uh, he dips out of there and shows Chubane... Um, uh, Chubane gives him the blood knife that, yeah. we, that we will later know to be a blood knife. Yes. Uh, and he's like, Chubane, can you take these younglings in uh, to your army? Uh, and then he leaves. He's like, yeah, actually, I need some dudes. So he this is perfect. goes to her gateway, and he goes home uh, for the first time. I'm going home. To the place I most belong. Uh, and then we cut to Lan. And Lan is, like, just chilling. He's pissed. Lan is not having it because his army is now, like, 30 strong. And he goes over to Nazar, and Nazar's like, yo, yo, Lan, I got something in my bag. And Lan's like, what is it? And he's like, it's the fucking golden crane. You think you can avoid destiny, bitch? Destiny's about to smack you in the face with this flag, motherfucker. That's right. Let's do this. Let's fucking go. Basically. You think you can avoid me? My name's Destiny. You can't avoid shit, Lan. 
That's actually verbatim. That is, that's says. what happens in the yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's a great scene. Uh, and uh, <laughs> as he's leaving uh, to keep heading on his way, they get back onto the road, and then suddenly just like dozens of people are there, and he's like, wait, the fuck are these yeah, people Yeah, they got from? supplies. They're eating good tonight, you know what I mean? All of you have to promise me you will not tell anyone who I am. Mm -hmm. We are just a totally normal group of 50 men with a bunch of weapons totally not and gay. Hidori on our face. We're just 50 Malkiri randomly walking around with merchant shit together. Uh, this is not suspicious at all. We just all nope. happen to be Malkiri. Yeah, And nothing. we're just... <laughs> Nothing suspicious. No one is ever going to... They're never going to know. They're never going to know. They're never going to know. How, how, how would, how they, would know? they know? How, how would they know? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar to Parents Wolf Head Banner. It made me laugh. It was good. But I just love that the guy pulls it out to taunt him. He's like, right, right, right. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Hey. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the Towers of Midnight, Chapter 24, To Make a Stand. Uh, yeah, we yeah. catch up with Elaine. Uh, Malphine, her, um, her uh, midwife, is practicing midwifery. Uh, which is yeah. my favorite way of saying midwife. Midwifery. Midwifery. It's almost mm -hmm. as good as penultimate. Um, the penultimate midwifery is going to be a book I will write one day uh, about... Um, the second to last birth? No, it's going to be like the second to last day before the babies are born. A midwife has to take up arms to protect a pregnant woman <laughs> as she is um, attacked before she gives birth to the Antichrist. Oh Wow, are we... That's a pretty good fucking story. The penultimate midwifery is actually a pretty rad novel. This woman is destined to give birth to, like, the, like, next religious idol of this world. Nano Remo this month. And the uh, day year. before the birth, the midwife has to fucking take up Isn't arms this just going to be um, against, um, like, Legion? The movie Legion? Yeah, but it's going to be a midwife instead yeah, of an angel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, I got you, I got She's you. not going to have superpowers. She's just going to be a badass midwife. Love it. Yeah, doing doing the dang midwifery. It's going to be Winry. And the, the, spo the spoiler, guys, spoiler for the end, we actually find out that the midwife is also the dad. <laughs> yeah. Great. Love to see how that's going to work out. Yeah. Uh, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, anyways, Elaine, uh, one week bed rest. And she's so like, a willow prequel. No. A willow prequel. <laughs> yes. Disney uh, Plus, hit me up. I want to make m m penultimate midwifery, the prequel to Willow. Fucking hate it. Oh my god, incredible. That is so funny. Um, yeah. So uh, Elaine, um, can't, uh, can't can't uh, be on her feet for a whole week, and she's oh like, no, I... the rich girl has to get carried around by men for a week. Yeah, she's How like, tough well, for her. I have to lay down, but I don't have to stay in my room. It's like I guess, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. And uh, she gives Matt his medallion back. Mm -hmm. Now we cut over to Rodel Iteralde, who is still fighting. Uh, they're in Maradon. Uh, they go to see Vram Torquemen, uh, which is just proof that this series is running out of names. <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, no. And Rodel is like, you don't want to help fight Tarleks? Dark friend. And Yoli's like, he, he, fuck, he's yeah. the cousin of the queen. So like, we're going to be in trouble for this. And but at the end of this, I'm going to ask for death. But uh, you're probably right. Yeah. So we're going to lock him in his house while we burn the town to the ground. Yeah. Spoiler alert, you only die, so it doesn't matter. Uh, no, but his honor was intact. Because no, I know, he I know. knew he was going to demand execution, and I respect that. Respect. I, I respect I respect it. I don't agree with it, and I think that it's silly, but I respect it. because It's commitment to the bit. The, the, there are, like, three reasons why I would, like, die. 
willingly. Okay. Uh, if it would save your life. Okay. If it would save most people's lives. Like, if it was, like, a choice between me and, like, most other people, I would be, like, you know, if, if we were in the Titan sub and it was you and me or me and, like, another person and I was like, okay, if one of us dies, the other person will have oxygen and maybe get saved, I would I, I would pull in Oliver Queen's dad and I would shoot myself on the boat in the oh middle of the ocean. God. You know what I mean? Oliver Queen survives because his dad sacrifices himself and that is honorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third reason is um, just if I was really tired. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, I need a really long nap. Um, yeah. Don't think I'll come back from that one. Goddamn. Uh, then we get Perrin in Talaran Riyadh. And uh, we, we get a lot of this. A lot of Perrin is training. Perrin is training montage mm-hmm. in uh, things that we already know. It's just like, how does Hopper say it differently than the IOYs ones did? Um, yeah, yeah. But Perrin fights Slayer. And it's it's pretty rad. I it, it takes like uh, three seconds, and it's and it's like it, it's boom boom pow, and then they're done because Perrin is like I fucked up, can't can't fight him. Well, and I don't uh, I don't really understand how they're gonna do this in live action, but I kind of can't wait for it because this yeah, like I I hope they don't just do what the Flash did because I didn't love the way those combat scenes in Flash time looked. Yeah, but there, there's something about this like the motion of these fights that I think that when you try and translate this to film, it's gonna be really interesting to watch. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he has a conversation with Elias and he go, he, we, we finally get some payoff on the whole axe and hammer situation. I, I don't necessarily think it still works enough for me. I get it. No, I, but I, I get, get it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. The, the hammer can also create and not just destroy, whereas the axe is just meant to destroy. And but, that, like, okay. but that isn't true. Like axes, you, you, you can't build a house without an axe. Without an axe? Yeah, how are you going to cut down the tree? Well, I guess if you're starting from scratch. Like, like the... the, the, the it, What the, about stone? You can build a house with stone. You don't need an axe for that. Sure, I'm just saying that, like, axes have other uses. Their, their, their fundamental use is to break things, like, to cut things. Sure, I, I think a stronger metaphor, though, would be parent coming to understand that sometimes you have to break to build, and that you can't... That, that, that not all things can be built without some level of destruction well, first. Well, I think the hammer actually represents that because you can't just, like, make a thing into a thing. You have to, like, break it down, heat it up, mold it. Right, dis- but I'm like saying destroy that... destroy it in a way I'm to build it I'm saying that Perrin's understanding of this is good enough, but I don't think it goes far enough in terms of building a metaphor that I think works universally. I think this metaphor works because it works for Perrin, not because it, like technically makes sense in I think way. it works I just don't don't think it's the most big brain brilliant thing I'm like oh yeah mm-hmm. that's good yeah cool okay yeah yeah that's fine mm-hmm. it's not a big deal right people are bringing up that it's a war axe but it's also there are war hammers that aren't going to be very good for other things right like the, that 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 argument war is saying 40K? that like Sorry. Yeah, Thrax says Warhammers aren't very good at making stuff either. Uh, yeah, I just find, I just find the, the this metaphor has been s- stretched for so long. Because I think Brandon Sanderson tried to like wrap a little bow on it yeah. to get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, and this get and this this gets rid of it. This put or not gets rid of it, but puts an end to it finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it's just not a smart enough metaphor for how present it was over so many books. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. If it was just kind of brought up in a scene one time, I think it's fine. Yeah. But it's because it's like. 12 books of it and I'm like I don't there, there's no there's no ending big enough for how much time we sunk into this yeah yeah that's fair yeah. yep 
Yeah. Um, we get to next chapter, chapter. twenty-five. We return to Bandar Iban for the for, for what is I got, the goofiest fucking thing that has happened in all of these books. I'm not gonna lie, the names fucked me up so bad. I thought Bandar Eben was farmatting, and they started channeling, and I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's like very confused. And Bandar I'm the dyslexic Eben one. Is not uh, farmatting, just in case you were confused like me. <laughs> uh, so Rand goes back to Eridomen. And yep. he basically um, is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he feeds the sick. He or he no? Feeds he feeds the, sick? the he, he feeds the hungry. I mean, he feeds the sick. Yeah, he feeds the, the hungry. Also need food. Heals the sick. Yeah. And then he goes to the docks and he heals the food so that the people can be fed. I was like, this is the this is the most fucking biblical bullshit I've ever read in my life. Yeah, literally. And I love that Min just and like has like a billion visions. Like everyone has a vision over their heads for a moment, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh yeah, that guy is gonna be a commander. That guy is gonna like that girl's gonna be nice to die." Which and these people are not getting pulled to the north. The, the, yeah. la, that means that the last battle's fighting in Bandar Iban. Oh, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be everywhere. That's gonna be the thing, right? The last battle is going to be everyone, everywhere, all at once. All at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I, I, he goes to the docks, and he basically makes the dock master the temporary lo- leader of Bandar Iban, and is like, but the guy's like, what, what am I leading? We don't have any fucking food. And interestingly, the remember the um, Atha Anmier? Yeah. The most pointless nation in this entire fucking series. I don't know Shara still... exists. Yeah, but we don't spend any time with Shara. That's what I mean. And so, like, I don't... The fucking sea folk were the biggest waste of time in the world. They're not my favorite. I also don't think there's going to be a big naval combat in the last battle. I so, like, know, maybe. why did we do all of this with them? Anyway, it doesn't matter. What matters is that they're like, we have to unload this grain. But the Dockmaster doesn't want to unload the grain because it makes people sick. And yeah. so Rand is like, but what if? But what if it wasn't bad grain? And the dude's like, what do you mean? I opened a hundred bags and all of them are bad. And he's like, yes, but all of the rest of them are good. I promise. It's like, wow, that's... Uh... Just say that you used magic and you fixed it. No, it's literally Just... no, it's literally Schrodinger's grain. Like, that's why that was so funny. Because it was like, the grain is ba- like a bad unless you open it. And then, oh, it's good. And I was like, so you see it and it's bad. Like, I was like, this, this is so bonkers. I, I did I did I did not like it, Sam. I am. Fair enough. I did not like the green and grain in the back. Um, <laughs> Rand is the ultimate gas. No, I don't believe that though, because he also cured the apple trees. Rand's presence he seems to make food. Again. Anyways, Chris, thank you for the super chat. Blue cocky almost killed me. Luckily I was already driving to the hospital. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I hope, I, I hope you're alright. Chris, I'm so um happy for you and your wife. I'm glad that you're um, gonna give birth today and that you didn't die on the um Wait what? On the day of your child's birth. How do you know they're pregnant? Chris Hasselton's wife is giving birth today. Oh. Did, did you I not miss- see that in the Discord? No, I was not. In yeah, this. everyone oh congratulate God. Chris on the baby. Chris, congratulate. I thought you were just making that up. I was like, how do you fucking know? Congratulations. That's really cool. I feel like an asshole. You're lying. You're a fucking liar. You're a lying sack of shit. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> Nerdy is the midwife. That's <laughs> not true, you guys. Chris isn't having a baby. <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> I was just fucking with the clerks. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, okay, so uh, Rand offers queendom to Min, 
as uh, Ashwarya brings up, and she's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow, that was fun. I love my job. Uh, and so they go on the ship. Uh, they, they, the grain is good, and Aralyn, he's going to be the, the, the leader of the city. Uh, Chris's wife is gonna be so confused when she watches this. Who is he having a baby with? That's a good point. I shouldn't bring that up. I might ruin marriages here, y'all. Uh, Nerdy Nightly out here ruining marriages. Um, so, guys, Clarus went for her mid-show pee. That's why she's taking so long to get back. The metaphor isn't pedantic enough for Nerdy. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Tires Midnight, chapter 26, Parlay. Perrin is like, all right, we're gonna go, we're gonna go set up a little, a little tent. Um, she's not committing to the bit. Uh, she is peeing. She is in the bathroom. Uh, because she, when she drinks the gamer subs, it, it, it's too much for her. It's good shit. Meanwhile, me, I can't pee during the show. Uh, my bladder turns off during the show. And then as soon as it ends, I have to pee so bad. We're different people in that way. Hey. It's good though. Uh, cause I frequently do shows where I wear costumes that I cannot pee in, so... Yeah. yeah, I went to go pee. It seemed like a good uh, opportunity. <laughs> when I was playing Shrek, this may be TMI, because um, it's about me not peeing, but uh, I would sweat so much during the show that I would I would only pee like once every two days. And then like on the day where I didn't have the show, I would pee a lot. But <gasps> Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that the more that you sweat, the less that you pee. Well, but the way that that suit worked, I would lose so much water. That oh. I was, I like literally wasn't peeing because I was sweating so, like, literally, like, I would pull off the thing and, like, water would drain. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was yeah. so bad. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I lost, like, 26 pounds in, like, nine weeks, but my weight would fluctuate by, like, 15 pounds from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. And then the next day, I would, like, drink so much Pedialyte to, like, be hydrated for the show and then I would literally drop like 10 to 15 pounds of water weight over the course of three hours. That's so bonkers. Yeah, yeah it was wild. Yeah. That show was bad for my health. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> so if I want to look like super shredded for like a photo shoot. You I have to dehydrate yourself, yeah. My skin would look not cute. That's what they do, right? Like Hugh Jackman talks about how he doesn't drink water before well, for days before and, topless and scenes. That's what bodybuilders do, obviously. Yeah. Like their skin is literal paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I could do it. Righty, Perrin uh, uh, is like, all right, we're gonna. Perrin is gonna go have his chat, and uh, so the the wise ones, the Aes Sedai, the Ashman, they come up with an attack plan in case they need to fight. Yes. But Perrin's like, you know what? I don't I don't want to do this. Can you make my voice real loud? Um, and uh, we're going to destroy the land in front of them. Parlay! <laughs> we're going to scare the shit out of them. Yeah. And then we're going to go talk. Uh, which I think is a really good strategy. Yeah, I think fair. I appreciated Perrin's restraint here. Mm-hmm. It shows he's a really good fucking leader. And Perrin is best boy. And uh, I, 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 under, I remember now why he was one of my favorite characters at the beginning of the show. Even though in the slog it was really tough. Because yeah. his sections were really boring. As a character, I really love him. Absolutely. So they blow up the ground, and then they're like, you want to die, or do you want to talk? And Galad's like, I, we're going to talk, because I yeah. think we might get wrecked. Yeah, talking might be smart. We're about to get fucking annihilated. <laughs> uh, and so Galad, we cut over to Galad's point of view, but it's the same shit. He's scared, and he's like, all right. Uh, guys, first of all, when we fight them, don't uh, don't fight the Aes Sedai, because they can't fight back unless you fight them. 
So if you come upon an Aes Sedai, point your sword at the ground, give them a nod, and don't put them in danger. Yeah. And Perrin's like, that's not going to fucking work. I yeah, have no, so no, many it's... channelers. Yeah. I got magic on magic on magic, dude. Nice try, nice try. And so we finally get the scene that I've been waiting for since Galad and Perrin ran into each other. I know. Where Galad and Perrin are like measuring their dicks in a tent. And Morghese goes, fucking Galad? And he's like, fucking Morghese? Wait, what the fuck is happening here? Mom. <laughs> well, no, but kind of. Oh, please. Yeah, like a mom. really good stepmom. It's mom, all right? Okay, calm the fuck down. Jesus. No, it's cute. I like, no, yeah, I've sweet. been fucking waiting for this. I was like, this has to happen at some point, right? Well, and I do love that we get the point of view of Morghese later where she's like, you know, like I was always scared that Par- or that Galad was worried I didn't love him as much as my kid, my like biological kids. And I that know. wasn't the case. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm glad we got that like point of view from Morghese talking about the fact that she was aware of the fact being a stepmom is really hard. Yeah. Being a stepdad is really hard. And like, I'm grateful. I have the best stepdad. You know what I mean? Kim is, Kim is the best. Yeah. Um, I'm very lucky in terms of the like men that my mom dated, <laughs> uh, which is a weird thing. But, um, <laughs> but, but like, I, it's difficult. It's really hard. And like, you know, m- when my family blended with Kim's, my, my mom and Kim and like the six kids, yeah, we, we went through a lot. Like it was a struggle at times. And I think, like, Kim went out of his way to give time to each of the boys to make sure that we felt like, you know, he cared about us in that way. Uh, He kept bringing me to movies that were accidentally way too inappropriate for me, which is my favorite memories of growing up with Kim. Uh, Particularly the time he took me to Team America World Police thinking it was going to be just like a funny, like, action movie. Uh, and then when the pu- the puppets are having sex and shitting on each other and he turns to me and goes, don't, don't tell your mom, don't tell your mom about the movie. I didn't know. And we had a great time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think being being a stepdad is hard. Being a stepmom is hard. And I loved the perspective of Morghese acknowledging that and like being fearful that she didn't do a good enough job. I think that that's such a human thing and she became so relatable to me in that moment. Yeah, uh, 100%. I like, that's not something I've ever experienced, but I like cannot imagine. I, I, I feel like that would just be incredibly difficult and um i i love morghese as a character and i really do wish that we got a bit more of her to be honest uh and more of her mm-hmm. where she is like being able to be active in her own story mm-hmm. um but uh we also get um guys i i would like some i would like chat to validate me please because i was right you were right I was so fucking correct. You were correct. Oh my god. Beryllane and Galad are gonna fuck. Like, they are so horny for one another. I was like, guys. And immediately, too. Beryllane is like, why moment, did I ever care about Perrin? The moment they see one another, they're like, She's like, look him. at this man. Yeah. And he's like, wow, I've never seen anyone more beautiful in my whole entire life goddess and like literally like basically gets down on his knees i love that it solves so many of our problems too yeah you know what i mean it like really just gets rid of so many of the issues in the series yeah yeah berlin can now be fucking busy with well and berlin trusts the isodai so it like she's gonna soften galad and she's also gonna harden galad yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit of both both a little bit of column a a little bit of column b balance balance right (laughs) Gal, I'm the, two beautiful people just making beautiful babies. You I'm know? impressed that Galad is able to keep it together through this meeting, considering he's fully erect the whole time. Yeah, full mass. Yeah, just 100%. full. You know, it's only like four inches, but um, it's hard. I think Galad would get a five. You know, like I think it's like 
right? Like the at uh, the average of well, I guess that depends on what the average of Randland He's is. He's above average in every way. He can be below average in this one. That's fair. Okay, we'll give him like four and a half. Um, I agree with Wheel of Time though. I feel like Glad would be the most boring fuck ever. Only missionary. Oh, they don't have good sex. They're just very pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very b- pretty people. Honestly, I think Berlaine probably teaches him a thing or two. Like, Honestly, he, Be- uh, Galad becomes a bottom for Berlaine. Of the like truly like conventionally pretty women, every woman I've had sex with has been incredibly hot in mm-hmm. some way, right? But some of them have been hot in their way, and you know, you know, there there are some people who are you're like you're not going to be on a magazine cover, but like. God damn, right? But you're sexy. Yeah, I know. Whereas, like, I've had sex with some models that are very conventionally beautiful, and they're all terrible in bed. You're kind of the exception to that in terms um, of you're conventionally not, very attractive. Uh, like, like cover model. No, but you're, you are very conventionally attractive. Really? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think maybe yes. my face structure. Mm, no. Yes. You are very conventionally attractive. <laughs> okay. But mm-hmm. like, you're and you're great in bed. I don't get me wrong. Thank but. You. The a lot of conventionally attractive people are really boring fucks. Um, fair. And uh, no, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I feel so. I, I definitely feel like Galad is boring, but I I don't know. I think Berlaine, or maybe Berlaine only likes to chase, and then when she like gets it, it's much more boring. You know what I mean? Yeah, interesting people fuck better. I think that's yeah. 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 Hundred percent. And you know what? After everything Galad and Berlaine have done, they deserve a life of bad sex. You know, I don't think they deserve to die or anything. I wouldn't throw them in prison for what they've done, but I, I yeah. would, I would, I would like punish them with a lifetime of bad sex. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Galad never makes her come. The no, only orgasms, has to do it herself. The only orgasms Berlaine ever it. has are rolled over on her side, rubbing her clit after Galad is already asleep. <laughs> wow, that's sad. That's the life they're signed up for. Yeah, but you know what? Honestly, like, Berlaine was a piece of shit for a while, and Galan has been a piece of shit, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Bengt Gustafsson says, Don't say that, nerdy. You ruined my dream that Henry Cavill is a fucking stallion in bed. Henry Cavill is too distracted thinking about his Warhammers to give you a good time. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Henry Cavill is, like, he's balls deep in you, but he's mind deep in a space marine. And that's just that's just how he's it is. Mind deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm joking. I'm sure Henry Cavill is incredible. <laughs> uh, I would happily ride that horse and see how it is. Yeah, we'll let you guys know. <laughs> Henry Cavill, if you want to come on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'd love to have sex with you and then talk about it on the internet. How does that sound? We can launch our podcast idea. <laughs> we have an idea for a podcast where we have threesomes with people and then immediately as soon as the threesome ends, record a podcast and we call it the Naughty Nightly. Um, we're never going to do that. Never say never. Um, All right, we might do that. <laughs> uh, Anyways, okay. uh, yes, uh, Morgase and Galad reunited, very happy, but also Galad very horny. So it's very confusing because you know his mom's in the room. The show is. Um, the show is unhinged. What are you talking about? No, it's definitely not. Uh, next chapter, right? I don't think there's anything else. Oh, Perrin is no, like. No, Perrin is like, we're gonna have a trial. Give me a trial. Give me a trial. Give me a trial where there's no evidence. It, it's, it's just hearsay. It's one person's word against another person's word. <laughs> Except like, I was the only person there. Yeah. It is what ha- what I say happened because I was there versus what people heard happened who were not there. This trial, like, what is this trial? Unless they're going to use magic. Unless they can, like, get an oath rod. You know what would be actually kind of cool and, like, a very useful I said I weave is if you could actually, like, replay out moments of someone's life. 
What? Henry Cavill can come on the show from behind. Woo! Yes, he can. That would be cool. That would be a cool turn girl. Like the pensive from um, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, where you can put memories in there. But, yeah, like, I think, like, you know, uh, being able to recall events um, uh, for trials and things like that would be incredibly useful. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. had that in the Age of Legends. They were called security cameras. Uh, we still have seven chapters to talk through. Yeah, it's fine. It's going to be a long... Guys, we're definitely going over three hours today. I'm so no, sorry. No, no, we're good. We're good. We got so much We have not left. gotten to chapter 32 yet. Or 31. We've not killed the golem. We have we're not... We're fine. We're fine. It's going to be a long show today. I'm so sorry. I'm warning you in advance. We have nothing to do after this, so it might be four hours. We have Longest brunch. book club ever. We have brunch to do after this. Excuse me. Yeah, appearance symbol's going to be closed by the time we're done. I want brunch. Why not? Uh, Egwene chapter. Um, so Egwene... A call to stand, yes. yes, yes. A call to stand. Uh, is reading a letter from Darlin. Where Darlin is like, oh, yeah, Rand might be doing bad shit. Um, maybe we'll join you with a few people. And she's like, I need all of your people. And he's like. he's Okay, Darlin is kind of like, look, we'll talk about it. Darlin is. Like, Darlin is loyal to Rand. Yeah. And mm-hmm. is expressing concern. But is like, no, no, we're going to talk about this. Okay? Egwene is not reading into this letter enough because this was a very polite refusal. Yeah. This was a very polite, you're the Amerlin and I'm going to show you respect for that. But I'm Rand's man through and through. And yeah, yeah, it kind of feels like yeah. that. And so she's like, no, I'm going to take all your soldiers. And I was Be- like... Because Darlin knows where his power comes from. Darlin yeah. is not the King of Tyr. Darlin has the title of the King of Tyr, but he has that because Rand said so. And Christian Rapper, I'm just going to correct you there. <clears throat> we actually do have IHOP. Canada does have IHOP. Yeah, we we have one kind of actually kind of nearby. <laughs> we have one within a 10-minute drive of our house. We went one time, and it was fine. It was all right. Uh... <laughs> IHOP is really good when you're drunk. It's not that great sober. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and so uh, she also writes to the king of Ilion being like, yo, we have met in Stepanio, so uh, better step in line and help me out here. Step in line. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's great when you explain my jokes to chat. I'm, you're welcome. I'm glad. I just wanted to let chat know that like I was really smart and I caught that. Uh... <laughs> Mm-hmm. God damn, this show has been so unhinged today. As I'm opposed, having so much fun. As opposed to... You know what it is? We got back to books that I'm really enjoying. And so just like vibing while talking about the books feels better. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not complaining. I don't have... I'm not like really complaining about anything. Yeah. I have very minor critiques about timeline stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I it's just fun to talk about these books because they're so good. Yeah. Like, this book is so good. These chapters yeah. are fun. Matthew, welcome back to the nerd table. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling Caroline. Nailed it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Egwene, um, find, uh, Sylviana comes in and is like, yo, Trollocs? Fucking everywhere. Embrys, stop that. Um, what now? <laughs> how many letters did Darlin send? He sent one game letter. He sent one letter. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so <laughs> Sylviana's like, "Hey, the thing that you said was gonna happen, it's happening!" And Egwene sprints to the hall, and sure enough, they're they're having a meeting, secret little meeting there. Um, yeah, and so she runs, 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 and then she's like, "Do you want to say anything, Emmeline?" No, you didn't. I'm just listening. No, I, I just listening. Just. Paying attention. Yeah, just hanging out. Oh, do you, do you not want to talk in front of me? Do you not? 
Is that is this awkward? Uh, I thought you didn't want me to speak, which is why you didn't invite me here. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Oh. I, I'm not trying to make. The, I'm just here. Wow. I'm just present. This is so awkward. Guys, just pretend. Just <laughs> pretend bad. I'm not even here. Yeah, just like continue. do whatever you're gonna do. Pretend I'm not even here. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm. Okay, go. Uh, and so they do, and they kind of talk like she's not there. That's uh, great. And fucking Egwene big brains and is 15 steps ahead because they're like, we should be in control of the war effort. And Egwene's like, uh, oh. but then someone has to be in control of the Dragon Reborn. So like, I guess. Um, no, she doesn't say that. She's like, oh no. Yeah, it would really suck if I lost control of the army. That would be so unfortunate. Oh no, she says, I need, but okay, you guys, how about we compromise? Yeah. You guys that and I'll control monarchs. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, the ambulance should be control of monarchs. Of course. Great. And then fucking Sumiko. Is it Sumiko? No, it's... Who is the one that... They pass... So they pass the thing, they stand, and then, um... Uh, yeah, who is it? Soroya. Soroya's like, like, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a second. Wait, fuck. Wait, we fucked up. Rand is the king of Ilion. Yeah, we fucked up. Wait, guys. And Aguina's like, oh no, wow, really too bad that you, uh, you didn't notice that. And Mm. the, the fucking... The fucking Aes Sedai are all sitting there like, how did this happen twice? I know. We've done this twice. I know. They keep getting fucked over and it's hilarious every time. And I just, I love, I love them all standing there just looking at her being like. Yeah. Wait, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This 19 year old girl keeps fucking up our shit. Yeah, it was great. No, it is. It's great. Yeah. Because they think, they're like, oh, well, this, like, they're so, like, in tunnel vision about this, like, law of war thing mm-hmm. that they let that totally fucking blindside them. And that's that's so Aes Sedai. Like, it is, frankly, shocking the Aes Sedai exists. Moraine would have figured it out. Oh, yeah. But Moraine wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Moraine doesn't want to deal with the tar. She's doing her own shit. Yeah. The Aes Sedai are mm. morons. They think that they're so smart, which is why they're stupid. Yes. Yes. Because they never yeah. have to, like, truly contend. And it's... It's, uh, it's incredible. Well, and it's because they've been, they, they've got, here's my problem with the Aes Sedai. They, especially the Greens, I think the Greens are the most, like, in hindsight, my favorite Aja at the beginning, oh. that I've come to be like, oh, you're the dumbest of the dumb. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you had one fucking job. Be ready for the last battle. It was the only thing, it was the one thing that you had to do, Greens, was be ready for the last battle. And when the last battle is finally here, all of the Aes Sedai have become so accustomed to a world that is relatively at peace, mm. right? There have been little wars here and there, and the Trolloc Wars were pretty bad a thousand years ago. But also, even the, like, it's the Reds who take care of the male channelers, so the Greens don't even really, like... The Greens have done fuck all, and now that the last battle's here, they're like, ah, we don't know what to do. Oops. We know we are supposed to spend the last 3,000 years getting ready, but we fucking didn't. And they're, they're like, discouraged to, like, like play around with weaves and discover new things and they're also discouraged to share that with one another and so they haven't like they haven't even like come up with anything well okay maybe that's not fair and that we haven't like talked about it but it doesn't seem like they have come up with with new ways to like help defeat shadow spawn uh has a really good point here all capable, I said I leave the tower and want nothing to do with it. Except Swan. I agree with that. Yeah, Swan kind of But even got Swan really stuck, fucks up. You know, but yeah. I will say this. I think that this is a Robert Jordan issue. Where I think that Robert Jordan is morally against polyamory. And so he wanted the Greens to look incompetent because they're polyamorous. You think that? Yeah, I think that this is his like... No, I'm told I was like... No. He, Rand has four girlfriends. This is a fucking joke. I was like, what the f- 
fuck? Where did that come from? R- Robert Jordan is a, Robert Jordan is anti queer people. All of the adults who are, who have pillow friends are evil characters. Oh, th- yeah. Like Robert Jordan, there, there's a weird like, and I don't know if it's intentional, but there is a weird sort of like, um, uh, there there's a weird stance. Other than Rand, there's a weird stance against any sort of non traditional relationship in this series. Other than the Aiel. And the Aiel are treated as, like, the, like... The weirdos. Weird culture difference. Yeah. Yeah, because it's weird because the characters either grow out of their queerness... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they are evil. Like, the Reds are all, like, kind of shit, you and, know? And the weird thing is, I don't actually think... Here, here's the here's the truth about it. I don't actually think it's a conscious thing on Robert Jordan's part. I think that Robert Jordan was trying to include these things in the sh- in the books. Yeah, right? it just Which maybe feels wasn't progressive. Executed in the best way. It's just that it's always kind of brought up as a negative, mm-hmm. in a way that I find interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean says green should be re- doing rotations of the Borderlands, and yellow should be running hospitals in every city. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Exactly. They should be doing their fucking jobs. Yeah. If you get really sick and you need and a yellow, you shouldn't have to travel to fucking Tarvalon to get healing. And the Browns should have started a university like Rand did. You know what I mean? Yeah. They should be teaching people. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. Um, I, I Yeah. I think, I think Robert Jordan just kind of missed the mark. I don't think it was, like, intentional or anything. Like, it was, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, I never... I agree. Yeah, I don't want to put that on him. But, yeah, there's, there's like, some, some a bit of weirdness but, in there that's interesting to unpack. But unintentional doesn't mitigate harm. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so I think that, like, I, it's, it's the argument that I always make where people are like, well, um, like, they didn't intend to hurt you. And it's like, all right. But you still apologize. But... William Reese says Swan and Moraine were pillow friends. Do you consider them bad? The the books treat lesbianism as something that you grow, you grow out, out of. of. That's something yeah. that you do in your teens that you grow out of unless you are a bad character like Galena um, or Savannah or Aleda, yeah. um, uh, uh, who all use their lesbian predilections as a means of as like predatory. enacting predatory behavior as an adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's just kind of where it gets a bit weird because... And so it, it yeah. the treatment of it is that it is something that bad uh, that if you're an adult and you do it, you do it as a bad character. Yeah. And that like young teen girls fuck each other, but they grow out of it and they end up with men when they're older because that's the right thing to do. But the bad characters keep fucking other women when they're older. And yeah. because there's no example of a lesbian who is an adult and we only see that uh, that isn't evil. We yeah. only see that as teenagers, and we are literally told in the books that most people grow out of it and most people move on from it. Yeah. That is where the, like, even if your intention there isn't to demonstrate this thing as being negative, the 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 reality of what you've said is has a negative correlation to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Colonel Sanders says there was the closeted sea folk in woman in book seven. It was still kind of demonstrated as, like, a bad thing because they were, like, going behind their husband's backs and she was going to get, like, murdered for it, right? It, there was still, yeah, some, there yeah, was still even some there, weirdness in there. She, she, even in that, she was still cheating. It was still, there was, it was still lying involved. It was still, yeah. yeah it was still treated it, as a It was, negative. like, a cheating thing. So it still wasn't portrayed in, like, the best light. Um, and, and I'm not saying that every lesbian relationship has to be in the best light. I'm just saying no, that when, no, no. What, but they, when there's no counterexamples... That's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, just wasn't handled the best, I don't think. Yeah, and there's also no queer men. 
right? And so when you you end up in this position True. where like it's 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 a it's a product of the times, and I, I'm not saying that it's even Robert Jordan's fault that like he was doing what was available to him at the times. Yeah. I, but at the same time, I think that it is we have to read from our perspective, and it is noticeable. Yeah. 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 Just an interesting point to make. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I, I I don't hate the books. I'm not burning them. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just pointing out this isn't my favorite a- aspect of them. Sure, yeah, it's you just not I mean? handled the best. There are plenty. There are plenty of media, especially media from the '90s and earlier, that handle things poorly. That I don't think should be like thrown out because they no. handle things poorly. Yeah, I just think that like you can acknowledge it and be like, it. it's kind of weird that this is how this is handled. And I think that it's also important to acknowledge, especially it's how we learn from it in the modern conversation about when people are like, why are there so many queer kids now? Compared to 50 years ago. And it's like, well, because 50 years ago, they would have been queerness was treated in a way that it isn't like, now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like, would have been kicked out of their houses. They would have been fucking thrown into conversion therapy. Yeah. That's why they didn't say anything. And talking about talking about how media portrayed queerness at that time and the damage of that is important to acknowledge in the growth of the LGBT community and our acceptance and um, our acceptance of ourselves and also the acceptance globally. Right. Mm -hmm. And how that's changing over time. And I I think that you can say like, this doesn't represent gay characters in the best way without saying, but, and therefore it shouldn't exist. I think the real time is a great book series and it should exist. I just also acknowledge that there's some things that it doesn't handle very well. And that's all it is. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, anyways. Yeah. Egwene fucking pulls one over on the fucking Aes Sedai as usual, because (laughs) They're they're dumb, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then they changed the tower law. Yeah, uh, she's like, you know what? Look, we're gonna we're gonna change things. These kinds of meetings. This is like the root of evil in the tower. That you, you all we all go secretly behind one another's backs to try and like finagle shit mm-hmm. in a way that is only beneficial to a small group of people. Nah, no, no more of that. No more of that. Everything is out in public. They make the law, but it should have been the whole time. You can't have secret meetings yeah. of the fucking government. I mean, you can, like, go, like, meet and, like, chat with one another, but you can't have, like, votes and shit. No, no, no. I'm not saying you can't have any secret. You can't have, like, private conversations. I'm saying you can't secretly meet the government and make decisions when the government isn't aware. Like, the fact that this was ever allowed is insane. Yeah. That's great. Can you imagine if the Republicans, because they control the House, could just, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning go vote on something without telling anybody? The, we would be in chaos. There oh, would yeah. be civil war in the United States. You'd wake up in the morning and it's suddenly like, uh, we've banned the color yellow. It's no the one most, can ever wear yellow. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, it is the most obvious, it is the most obvious law change in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. have and they can. No, they cannot. The American government cannot meet in secret and pass laws. Yeah. That, that, is, has to that be is not how that works. Official. Yeah. They, I'm, I'm not, like, pe- there are definitely people who don't know when shit's happening, but they can't deliberately, like, hide it. Yeah. Like, they can't be like, yeah, we're going to, like, like. Local governments pull this shit all the time and people get upset about it. Yes. But, yes. like, the, the, the Congress cannot meet in, like, a portion of Congress cannot meet in secret. Yeah. And pass federal laws. Yeah. And yeah. also, but, but, but part, part of that is because. The, to just get into American law, even if they did, right? Even if they voted on that law, that law then has to be ratified by the Senate and then uh, like written uh, and signed by the president. There's definitely, so, like, yeah. It doesn't just become law overnight. Yeah. Your, 
you're not like you're, you're not correct. I'm sorry, but that, yeah. that isn't how the federal government works. There are definitely local jurisdictions that can do that. Yes. And that's a nightmare. Yeah. But not a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Ashman, thank you for the super chat. You made small criticism of my favorite book series. I will now angrily throw money at you. Oh, no. Thank you. I just, yeah, I, I this this made the most sense in the world, and I'm glad that Egwene was like, can we just not have dumb shit go on in this tower, please? Yeah, let's all just be fucking open and honest, because it lets people like Masana hide in the shadows and run things and pull strings. Like, that's that's what got us in this mess in the first place, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an American citizen. I have been since the day I was born. So I understand that people are like, but you're Canadian. And I'm like, yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm dual, um, and yeah. I vote in American elections. You've also elections. lived... Yeah. For ten years, I lived almost my entire adult life in the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I am. I'm. I'm an American citizen, so that's why I talk about it a lot. I actually know American politics better than Canada's politics because I've never really voted in Canada because I turned eighteen and moved to the states yep. immediately, uh, and then I only moved back to Canada a couple of years ago. So I'm. 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 I don't really understand how Canada's system works. Nobody does. It's fucking stupid. I was also raised. My mom is American, uh, and so I never paid attention to Canadian politics, but I grew up. My mom is uh, my mom likes to watch elections and stuff, so I watched every election my whole life with my mom all night long until all the votes were cast. Yeah, yeah. that so like I I find elections and stuff really interesting in the states <laughs> because I was raised ways. on it. Yes. I do both. I mean, I do. I yes. I go always in many ways. Uh, <laughs> Nerdy's bi. I am I am bi country. Bi country. Bisexual. Bi country. Yeah, all the buys. Yeah, all the buys. Um, bi bi bicycle. Speaking of which, you should uh, if, buy our Aes Sedai merch or Aes Sedai merch. Uh, the buy Sedai. Shout out to the merch store. We got some fun stuff over there for Pride. <laughs> uh, the This chapter ends with Egwene coming up with her new plan to capture Masana, even though Masana is not the one after her. Uh, well, Masana's probably still after her, but... I don't know. Masana might not be in the White Tower. The only reason we thought Masana was in the White Tower was because... Oh, the murders. Because the murders, but now that we know that those aren't Masana... You still think it's Laris, so... I do still think it's Laris, but it, she might... Masana might just not be there. Maybe. Because there might not be anything for her to do there. Maybe. Right? It's actually Chubain. Chubain is Laris. Is, uh, is La is Honestly, he, that, I would buy it. No, Chubain could be Demandrin. He huh? says that he's, like, ruling. He has all of the Tower Guard of Tarvalon under him. No, he says he, he got an army. He kind of has an army, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we end with Egwene being like, I'm going to teach some people how, I'm going to get some more rings. I'm going to teach people how to be sleep weavers um, because I, I need I need to like trick Masana I'm into gonna, coming to a meeting. And it's a trap. Right. <laughs> Chapter 28, oddities, but spelled, wait, that's can't be right. Huh? Oddities has two Ds in it. Uh, does it? Yeah. Oh. What? It no, it, it is oddities with two Ds. It's that this the the chapter breakdown has one D in it. Oh, it's just This misspelled. is just wrong. Oh, oh, interesting. I was like, wait, am I might I had the chapter breakdown uh, up and double letters fuck me up. I'm like, which which double letter are we doing today? Um yeah. Uh so uh yeah, so Perrin is dealing with some random shit in Teleranriad. Mm -hmm. uh, that's super weird. There's fog. I don't really understand what's going on. Uh, but uh, he's like, I'm going to go to the Tower of Genji and I'm going to fight Slayer. Um, Hopper's like, sure, buddy. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so 
Um, or sorry, he wakes up next to the Tower of Genji. And Hopper's like, yeah, it's because uh, you're you're in love with Matt. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not actually uh, Rand and his women. It's the thruple of Matt, Perrin, and Rand. Yeah. Um, there's a vi- violet dome yeah. of some kind uh, in, in the wolf dream that's, like, bad. Not supposed to be there. Very much no good. No good dome. So. Yeah, and so if you like, you can like walk through it, but you can't like, fit, you can't like teleport through it. Yeah, yeah, it like freezes you, but if you run at it, you yeah. get frozen, and then but then if you fall all the way through, like it's you're like, fine. It's like if did you guys watch Wandavision? <laughs> it's like that. Sure. Yeah. Like um, Wandavision. And uh, we find out that uh, Slayer is killing wolves in there, and he kills Whisperer, and it's very sad. Yeah, Perrin helps save the other wolves, and uh, yeah. they flee to Dragon Mount. Yeah, because everyone's gathering on Dragon Mount for Mm -hmm. the last hunt. Let's go. That's kind of it. That's kind of the whole chapter. Yeah. Uh, We cut over to Riddell. Not the whole chapter. That's the whole parent um, thing. We cut over to Riddell, who is just fucking crushing it. Yeah. He's, like, using the city. He's all prepped. Uh, He's ready to fight again. But there's a problem. But there's a problem. There's a problem because... One, There's some men channeling. (laughs) Very tired. He's very tired. But he's hurt. And so the guy's like, I can make you not tired temporarily, but you're going to take a point of exhaustion later. Uh, this is the most D&D shit in the world. It, he, they use the spell haste. Yeah. Uh, which is very, very useful. But uh, he will lose a turn of combat at yeah. some point in uh, the action later. Yeah. And also... That happens um, after they uh, break the wall. But yeah, there's some probably Ashaman... Some male channelers. It's, it's five or six men. It's yeah, definitely Ashman. it's Ashman. definitely Ashman. Yeah. They explode the wall. Demandred isn't out um, there fucking channeling. And the Trollocs just come pouring through, and it's very, 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 very bad. Um, and so Riddell gets hurt, and then winds up in the sick tent, and until is like, okay, oh right, I have it backwards. Is, is like, backwards. look, I can, I can make you more awake and alert, but it's gonna suck later. And he's like, yes. And then he casts haste. Why do you think the Ashman leave after they do this? It because like it doesn't seem like it should take that much energy. To what? To break down the wall. Unless they're not that powerful. They blew up an entire wall. For Rand, maybe that's no problem. But I think for, like, normal channelers... But like, for I think... six men linked, that's not a lot. Maybe they don't trust each other so they weren't actually linked. Oh, maybe. That's interesting. I wonder if... I yeah, know. I wonder if the Mihail can convince them to link up. They might not be able to because they're, they're not, not, there might not be enough faith. Yeah. Wait. Wait, men can't link without a woman. Right. Yeah. But women can circle up without men. Yes. Right. Yes, I forgot. Thank you. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. We're wrong. So, yeah, so they're not that circled up. That never happens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they blow up the wall. It seems to take all their energy, and they don't want to risk uh, sticking around, so they just peace out. Um, which means. Inquisitive. <laughs> I fucking yeah. hate you. They can dock, but they can't. What? Do you know what docking is? Like the switch? No. Do you know what docking is? Like a video, like a console dock? Should I explain docking? Uh, no. So we already get demonetized. Docking and... is when you take two male genitalia, uh-huh. right? And one of them is circumcised. Oh, and you put the skin onto the head of it. And you put the uncircumcised into the skin of the uncircumcised. I don't know why I know that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a blankie, you know. You pull the blankie up. The thing is, I don't know why you would do it. I don't like. Know. I can't imagine. I like. It would be funny for one second, but it's not like you're gonna like be able to do anything past that point. Yeah. Because if you move at all, it's not. There's not enough skin to like. It doesn't stay there. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> in Human Centipede uh, 6. Oh, God, no. It's just a line of men docked together. Jesus Christ. Anyways, the Trollocs coming through, and it's bad. Everything yeah. is very, very, very bad. They need backup, and... Uh, He's like, Yoli's, where's Randolph for? Well, uh, like, we need to abandon the city, and Yoli's like, no, I saw like a watchfire lit up, which means help is coming, and Riddell's like, okay, fine, we'll stay. Yeah. 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 Chapter 29, a terrible feeling. Um, a bubble of evil hits parents' camp again. Yeah. I want to make a joke that I can't make. Because uh, it's about our personal life in a way that oh. you don't want to. <laughs> um, um, yeah, uh, the, the, all of the swords uh, attack their owners. All the knives and the weapons and the yeah. daggers and stuff. They're like, nah, bitch, not today. You've used me enough. Time to kill you. Uh, but apparently, if you throw dirt at it, they stop. Yeah, it's just a little dirt, just a little. Yeah, I don't really know how that works, but sure. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You know what I mean? It's a bubble of evil. It doesn't make sense. Don't question it. Um, David Zoller says there are parts of their personal lives they don't share. Yeah, imagine what it must be for me to not share it, considering yeah. the stuff we are willing to talk about. Yeah, it, just imagine it. I can't stop playing with my owlbear. I keep just like fiddling with it. It's really it's cool. so cute. It is really cool. I'm so proud of it. And all I did was press a button. But <laughs> I didn't fuck it up, which is what I think is so impressive about it. 100%. Uh, uh, anyways, Berlin really wants to go to the White Cloak camp. I wonder why. Yeah, Berlin keeps coming up. Well, Couldn't maybe imagine. maybe I could maybe I could go talk to Galad. Mm-hmm. And maybe I could... Jesus Christ. It's not smart corner. I could yet. end this war by just sucking all of the life out of him. Drain him for a couple of days. What? You know that's what she's thinking. Yeah, but she she's like, like how much can I open my throat for that man? It wouldn't work because like Galad is like too fucking righteous, you mm-hmm. know? But um, Yeah, so they get attacked uh, and uh they survive it, but a lot of people are hurt, so they're like, Galad, we need more time. Yeah. Uh, Which, sh- sure. And so we cut over to Morgase. Uh, Morgase and Galad are having a chat uh-huh. that I think is really wonderful. I like that Galad is like, I killed Valda for the wrong reasons. And Morgase is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he was a bad man. Yeah. You, you didn't do anything did, wrong. You still did the right thing. And he's like, no, but I need to be honest. And so I need to write an amendment and put it out to the... He's like, I'm still was like justified for what he did. Yeah. And killing him. But, but I told a lie. But I told a lie and I need to fix that. And That's like, not what a lie is. Wow, okay. Like, but... I, you were wrong, but it's you fine. didn't lie. Yeah. Uh, I also just think that, like, none of the White Cloaks are going to be like, oh, my God, you killed Valda only for ki- raping your mom and not killing her. It's still valid. Yeah. Like, I, I think that that still works. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think that, I, I think that this conversation is super duper interesting. Mm-hmm. But. I, I don't love that we're prolonging the the moment of the f- the fight. Like I, the whole thing. I like, don't think they're gonna fight. No, no. I just think they're like we need an extra day. Oh, the the trial. Yeah, like I'm like okay. You let's... don't you don't like parents' storyline going on forever? No. You don't like parents' storyline never ending? No. Dan Jennings, thank you for that super chat. I'm not gonna read it because I don't care. Uh, thanks for the money. Thank you for the money. I, you know what? I appreciate the money. Appreciate. I'm gonna go buy myself for brunch. I'm gonna go buy myself something nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, but I really I, I appreciate Morgase's perspective here. I think that Morgase is because uh, you can even tell like in this chapter that she cracks Galad a little bit, and Galad yes. is even like 
Because yeah. it, it's what I said last week, right? Like, Galad is like Dane Bornhold. He realized he's like, did I let Bornhold get me going too much? Did I buy into the emotion of Bornhold too much? Yeah, because he's like, I saw Perrin's eyes. Yeah. And I knew that it had to be true. And it's like, and then he's like, well, okay, wait a second. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I did jump to a conclusion for a reason that I thought was valid, but it p- potentially like is not. Yeah. And I just I, I, I think that like showing the motherly way in which Morgase can impact her children's mindset mm-hmm. is, is really well written here. It's really yeah. well done. And I think that she like drastically changes him just by using their relationship and the way that he trusts her. To, to give him another point of view that he desperately needed. Yes. And I, I think that it's I think that it's just a really well done scene between the two of them. And she, she really pushes Galad. Like, yeah. she is not easy on him. No. When she's pushing him on, like, you would have killed Lenny. She's his mom. Like, and, and that's what I love is that, like, even though they've spent this time apart, she's not going to, like, soften yeah. for that. She's still going to be there for him. But she really pushes him on the Lenny thing. Yes. And I, I think that it's so valuable for Galad. And, and, you know, we get her point of view of being, like, I, I should have nipped this in the bud a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You need to get your shit together and realize the world's a little bit more gray than you think. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, I think that, like, I was kind of hoping that this was going to come from Elaine. Yeah. Because um, I didn't know that Morgase and him were going to have this. I, I wanted I wanted somebody in his life to push him to, you know, realize th- the path that he'd drawn himself down. Yeah. And I, I was so happy to see Morgase do it here. I really, really love. Yeah. Gowan needs Morgase right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're really useful. And um, it's, it's, it's great. It was. It, this was a great scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she tells the story of Tham Felmley, this man that she falsely gave uh, um, uh, conviction to and, and uh, execution. And I just, yeah. the fact that she remembered the name and that it weighed on her in this way was just really good character work Yeah, for Morgase. And like, I'm so, I'm so grateful that Morgase is having these moments to, you know, because this character went through so much. And mm-hmm. I feel like the way she was treated was really tough. And for the books now to give her time and to give her perspective to justify kind of what she's been through and show the journey she's on in the arc and have her still be this very strong, capable woman. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much value in it. And I just I love the storytelling with Marquise here. It's really wonderful. Yeah, a thousand percent. It's I I love this moment. Yeah. Even if I don't love the prolonging of what's going to happen next. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is fine. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and so um, we come back to Perrin, and Perrin is going around checking shit out. This is where he decides he's going to ask for more time, uh, and um, he goes and talks to Berlaine and uh, Aleandra and all the people, and then he runs into Tam, and Tam is the best dad uh, and gives Perrin this moment of, if you were my son, I would be proud of you, mm-hmm. and uh, your father would be proud of you too. I have to go. I have to go deal with Rand shit. I don't know what yeah. it is. There's something that requires my immediate attention, but I, I, I have to I have to go. Yeah. Um and so we're finally catching up timeline wise. We're 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 getting closer. We're we're inching on our way there. Uh Dan Jennings, uh, thank you for that super chat. I appreciate it. I understand that you're not hating. I just am not I don't want to talk about Attack on Titan right now. Yeah. This we're is doing a book we'll club. Talk about Look, we'll talk about the Bible for 35 minutes, but yeah. I'm not spending any time on we'll Attack on Titan. We'll talk about orgies, we'll talk about docking, but uh that Attack on Titan is But right Attack on Titan is a step too far. <laughs> oh, uh maybe if there was more sex in Attack on Titan, I'd want to talk about it more. True, yeah. Uh, if like Levi and Irwin just boned the fuck down, that yeah. would that would actually make me happy. Uh, Tam is the best. Uh, and then we cut to Elaine. Elaine is fucking getting carried up 
the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I love, she's, she wants to go see the dragon demonstration. And so she's trying to give him up the stairs. And then they get to the stairwell and they're like, oh, we can't do this. We have to change out the fucking handles. <laughs> this was exhausting. I was like, I, I'm sure Elaine can do a set of stairs. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Nope. Elaine or just like hopping the guy's arms. But they're like. not be on her feet. She's just sitting in her chair while they're like all. fucking like pit stop changing the fucking. I know, I know. So they it's get her to great. the top and Aludra's there and Aludra's like, watch this. And she loads the can. She's like, that's how fucking dragons work. Now look at those men over there. And there's a bunch of like mannequin dolls. Mm-hmm. Fire the cannon. And this miss- earth shattering <laughs> boom goes. And my favorite part of this is that Matt demands to be there at, with the real cannon, not the fake one. I know. And he, through the spyglass, I see him and he's like, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, God. My ears. <laughs> my dang ears. Um, oh, my God. And so uh, the... Um, the dragon So the dragon misses. misses. It's the a little bit misses. short. It hits like... like the, the earth in front and like uh, you can tell like Aludra is like motherfucker mm, like mm-hmm. she's like not having it and so um, they're like oh no it's fine it's fine it's fine we'll do it again she like adjusts she's like to on your left and um, is that super chat a spoiler don't read the super chat don't look at it oh no sad people being sad in the chat thank you for your money I'm not gonna read what yeah, you wrote yeah appreciate the money keep 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 the money coming thank you for the S's in chat everybody I appreciate that <laughs> um yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, sorry, where were we? Uh, we're, we're getting brunch money. We're getting that's, brunch that's money. That's where we're at. Brunch money, Canada. Why buy a mattress anywhere else? It must else? be so embarrassing to be an Attack on Titan fan. I just feel, here's here's the thing. I don't feel bad for us. We're pretty good about dodging it. I feel bad for the, the other people. people in our chat who are for some readers. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to ruin your experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, these people are just losers. <clears throat> Very sad. It's so pathetic, too. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I hope they get a hug at least once in their life. I think everyone deserves. Yeah, but at I least hope they hug. wash themselves first because I can't imagine they smell very good. Uh, I mean, because I've met them at calm before and they usually <laughs> smell pretty bad. All right. Um. So, uh, Aludra is like, uh, can we get a move that far up about four paces here? We need to do. Uh, and so they they adjust the cannon. They shoot off a second cannon shot, and uh, and it fucking demolishes like fifty mannequins. And Elaine's mind is immediately changed. She's like, She's like you can have every bell founder. You can have all, whatever you want. Take my money. Fucking take my money. I want cannons. I want a cannon. I want cannons on my tits. I want cannons on my shoulders. I want a cannon coming out my asshole. Okay. I want cannons on every fucking wall in the city. I want that man to have a cannon. That man to have a cannon. Oh my god. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Can I ban James Gunn? Oh chat is on it. Uh, hide user. Oh, no. They, now they can still give us money. Yeah. Uh, but nobody can see it. There we go. So sad. Um, <clears throat> Michael Kioski, thank you for the super <laughs> thank chat. Thank you for the super chat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cool, Guys, cool, cool, brunch cool, cool, cool. has been paid for. Let's Brunch has go. been paid for. Uh, and so Elaine is like, yes, we're, we're getting all of this. And then we get a really interesting um, perspective from uh, Brigitte, who's mm-hmm. like, okay, uh, the, um, the, 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 the world has changed. Have changed the world. It forever. reminds me of, oh, I don't want to talk about that. It's, 
Well, it's early stuff in Vox Machina. I was going to talk about a similar moment in um, Critical Role that I really love. Um, like in the show or in the campaign? I don't, I actually, you know, I don't think it's a huge, it's not like a plot spoiler. There, there's just yeah, this under, fine. there's this undercurrent for Percy, the character who creates a gun mm-hmm. in um, uh, Vox Machina mm-hmm. and in the campaign uh, where he is, he needs this thing to enact his revenge, but he has this deep seated fear of what he has brought into the world right. because he knows the potential if it gets out of his hands. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love this moment where I, I think that even, you know, Brigitte is like, this changes everything. Yeah. For good or for bad, it changes everything. And yeah. that is a reason to be scared. That is a reason to not think that this is a 100% awesome moment. Do we need this to fight the last battle? Maybe we do. But there's a downside to every technological advancement. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's really interesting, right? Yeah. It is definitely, you know, like the one power can definitely be more like destructive. Yeah. But this is like, th- this is still technology that like normal people can run right yeah. there's only so many channelers and it's scary what what this what this thing can do so yeah 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 huh. <coughs> um chapter 30 men, men dream, dream here here yes uh we start with fail uh and so fail uh has been sending her little chafail to the white cloaks to be a little spies yeah uh but they're definitely not um, whoring themselves out to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, almost. They're flirting. I, mm, yeah. yeah, maybe. Uh, she's like, the men. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. Got to use your feminine wiles, I guess. Uh, and. You do what you got to do. Uh, we Fayil learns that, um, that not a lot is changed over in the camp, except that uh, Galad believes that the White Cloaks are going to have to work with the Aes Sedai in the final battle. And Fayil takes the very intelligent kind of approach to that information of being like, look, this doesn't mean a lot, but it does mean that we are working with a man who might be more willing to work with us than other than we previously thought, right? Yeah. He's, he's going to be a more level-headed man than most of the other white cloaks there, and that's good news. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I appreciated this from her. I feel like this was a really good moment of... Um, Showing Fayil's intelligence again, which yes. the books have been doing a lot lately. Yeah. Um. And and I appreciate it. I, I like the way this ha- this moment handled Elaine. Yeah, Elaine. I, I, Sorry, uh, Fayil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, my brain. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like Fayil's never been like my favorite character, but I am liking her a lot more in these sections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like her now that like her and Perrin are, are back together for sure. Um, well, and now that she's like, I I think that Brandon Sanderson writes Fayil better than Robert Jordan ever did. I will agree with that, yes. He writes her... I won't agree with that. ...obstinance without it crossing over in... Like, Robert Jordan's Fayil is very toxic. And it might just be yeah. the growth of the character. Which, so it, I, it, which it, is why it works for me. But but like, in my opinion, even even in Knife of Dreams, I felt like Fayil was still a slightly more toxic version of this character. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the way that Brandon Sanderson writes her is... Um, is is just it's 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 an improvement in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and without I losing, really enjoy it. like without losing the character, right? Yeah. Um, I think that he actually does a good job of that across the board. Uh, With like, everyone except Matt. Yes, that is the one that I'm like. Mm. But Fiola's character, who since Brandon Sanderson took over, has gone from someone I kind of like don't enjoy reading yeah. to one of my favorite characters right now. I think yeah. she's really she approaches things in such an intelligent way, and I, I really do enjoy it. Yeah. Um. So then uh, she goes around, meets with a bunch of people, uh, and uh, gets everybody ready to fight at the trial without Perrin knowing. Mm-hmm. Two rivers men are going to be in the trees. Neil and Grady are ready with gateways. Shit's ready to go. 
down. Yup. Um. So we get Teleran Riyadh again. Perrin. Perrin's uh, learning. In the Wolf Dream. Yeah. Perrin's learning. Um, he's like able to manipulate it in the ways that like Hopper has been able to like he's learning all the tips and tricks, right? Yeah. Um, and, and the smelling, like where the people pop to, like mm-hmm. like all these like really interesting things that. It's funny how it's Teleranriad, but it definitely feels different in the Wolf Dream versus like with Egwene. Um, right, they're very different in in a lot of ways, and also similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I uh, I do like uh, that he's like I'm not learning fast enough. Yeah. And the 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 answer that Hopper gives is like there's a way to learn faster, but it's dangerous. Yeah. And I really like the idea that like oh yeah there is a cheat code, but it is but there's a downside. But you might die. <laughs> And so you have to go into other people's nightmares and fight other people's nightmares. Yeah. And he does. And it's really cool. The scene is fucking rad. And it, it's another moment of Brandon Sanderson adding in, like, this really interesting wrinkle into the magic systems mm-hmm. that that doesn't seem like it comes out of nowhere. It, it really does seem like it is a genuine sort of... It totally makes sense. Yeah. It's taking information we learned earlier about a magic system and just adding a wrinkle to it that you're like, oh, that that was always there. That does make sense. Right? Yeah. And I think that it's brilliant. It really is brilliant. Yeah. And it's so fun. And Perrin, it, it really shows Perrin's determination here in a way that I think is really interesting to read. Yeah. There's the connection of the... the, the you, you have to believe it's not real, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. Egwene has in Teleran Riyadh and then that we, we are shown again here. Um, but it is interesting that, like, it kind of, um, when the, being in it, you kind of, like, forget, almost. Like, Perrin has to, like, fight to believe it's not real, even though mm-hmm. he, th- there's, like, this feeling of dread that it is. It's, it's, it's a very, like, kind of, like, gray line, which, uh, it makes it, it makes it more interesting than just being, like, oh, it's a dream, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. having that, um, effect happen on you makes it a lot harder to master, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I really enjoy it. They go to Dragon Mount, and... Perrin climbs Dragon Mount. Hopper's like, I can't come with you. Perrin's like, I got to. There's something up here. And Perrin gets to go watch the veins of gold happen. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It, and and there's a few things I love about it. One, it really shows Perrin and Rand's connection. Uh-huh. Uh, two, it means Perrin's almost caught up to the timeline. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Uh, and three, the veins of gold, despite being internally in Rand's head, is such an important moment to the world of this, to, to, to Randland, that it transcends planes of existence. Yeah. This moment is so big, and it is so important to everything, mm-hmm. that it is felt in the dream world, the real world, in every world. Yeah, and it kind of addressed one thing that I felt was missing during, like, during the Veins of Gold. I was like, I don't know why, but they, they didn't quite hit for me. And Perrin, like, being there to witness it, mm-hmm. I, it just, like, tied it in this neat little bow for me. I loved it. I yeah. really, really, really loved it. And then the reaction. The last hunt begins, right? Like, yeah. the wolves are there waiting. They're like, whatever choice is made on this mountain, either nothing happens and, like, we we, we become nothing, we die. Yeah. Or the last hunt begins and we fight. The wolves and know I, that if Rand doesn't win the veins of gold, yeah, even though he's not fighting anybody, if he doesn't win the veins of gold, yeah. there is nothing afterwards. No, no. Yeah, it's so cool. I, 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 I hope in the show they don't do this separately, and that we see the wolves ring around the mountain as Rand is up there doing this. Yeah, because it is such a cool visual. It's really like 
Th- this made Veins of Gold so much cooler yeah. than it was like the honor- first time. And it was already a great chapter. I loved it the first time, yeah. right? I, I'm not saying it's not good, but like this somehow elevated it mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. in a really, really, really cool way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I fucking loved it. It was so goddamn good. Yeah. And I love that it's Perrin that's there for it. There's mm-hmm. just something about that that just really works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Chowers of Midnight, Chapter 31. Into the Void. Into the Unknown. That's my, like, ab song. Into the Unknown. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love working out doing my abs to that song. It's great. But, like, the Panic of the Disco version. Oh, okay. That yeah, makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, The Panic of the Disco version, to be clear. I haven't listened to that song in so long. I listened to it constantly oh. for a while. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. And then I was like, I've over, I've overdone this. Nah, song. nah, so good, so good. <laughs> um, Matt, into the void. We we did our audiobook reaction to this. So if you want to, um, if you want to watch it, if you want to, you can uh, join the Patreon or become a YouTube member, and then you can uh, go listen, watch that mm-hmm. along with your audiobook. Mm-hmm. But we start with Hatch at the Dusty Wheel. At the Dusty Wheel. What? Oh my god. What? That was hilarious. What? Nerdy was like, what? And I was like, oh my god. They're like the dusty wheel. I was like, wait, we know him. Wait, I know that guy. I've met that man. <laughs> I've had food with him. Uh, it was He's so in good. our chat right now. There, there he is. There he is. Guys, is this just another turning of the wheel? Wait, are we at the last battle? Wait, 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 wait. The Shit. dusty wheel is here. <laughs> that means we're the last hunt begins. Sorry, it's the rumor wheel. The rumor wheel. Oh fuck, you guys! If the dusty wheel's here, that means that we're we're after the the wolves have claimed the last hunt begins. Yeah. Oh shit's about to go down. It's about to get bad. Buckle up, kids. Uh, is is billionaires dying in a poorly constructed submarine a sign of the apocalypse? Oh no, god damn it! Is that in the Karathen cycle? That is, yeah. No, actually, that's one of that's in Moradin's book. But nobody knows. <laughs> Min hasn't read that one, but Morden knows Min about it. Min hasn't read that one, but yes, Morden absolutely does. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Anyways. Don't um, expect me to cry because some billionaires died being idiots. I Sorry. Mean, yeah. Sorry about it. I'm. Uh, nobody deserves that except for like Harvey Weinstein. Like, it's still like pretty shitty, but also they fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, um, while uh, upon leaving the Dusty Wheel, um, the, uh, the, upon leaving the dusty wheel, Matt, uh, goes out on the street and tries to get the fight going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's like walking down the street and he gets attacked. And then Tom Maines and his boys jump out and beat the shit, scare them off. And then they keep doing this and Boo! they beat the shit out of some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he turns a corner and music starts to play. Uh-huh. The outlaw music. And the golem is standing there and they face off. But they don't, they don't face off, like, the better way, which would be really fun if they did an actual face off. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage was like, I want his face <laughs> off. Uh, this is just a normal face off where they fight. Uh, of course. And so the boys walk out of the shadows so fucking dramatic. And the they put down a back. ring. <laughs> they put yeah. down a ring of lanterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're well, Matt ready. and the Golem are just standing there like. A bunch of them, like, go run off for, like, to leave messages for people. Uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, but then they fight and it's, um, yeah, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty rad. It is. It's pretty rad. It's a great fight. Uh, and I just, I love so many beats. I don't want to go through every beat of it because it's long and we don't have a lot of time. And there's the reaction. But the, the, my favorite beats of it are, um, uh, the moment where Matt pulls the two out of his pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Doom. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the moment Tom Maines like is like, oh my god, I fell. Oh no, the golem's chasing me. He's gonna get me. Oh no. Uh, and then when they go into the house, help me, golem. I'm stuck. And Matt, the the gateway opens, and the golem is like, oh shit. And Matt kicks him into the void. And I just yeah. was like, oh shit. You don't He's know correct. if you can kill this thing. Yeah. Leave him where he can never come back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that he would, like, have a way out of there. there it's just kind of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I love I loved all the little, like, pieces that came together to make this happen, right? People getting the messengers, them going into the correct buildings, clearing the, the civilians out of the way. Um, and also the, like, I channeled the thing in the palace so that maybe he wouldn't feel the weaves here. Like, even if it doesn't, like, work, they still tried to, like, cover all their bases. And it was so smart, and I love it. I mm-hmm. love, I, I loved this. Even though it was, like, kind of, like, goofy, you know, the, like, like, the, the, that vibe was there. But in a really cool fantasy way that I, I was sold on it, 100%. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It's great. Yeah. And the Golan, the Golan realizes he fucked up, right? He's, he's like, laughing at Matt. He's smiling or whatever. And he's like, oh, fuck. Well, and then we get to the end of the chapter. And the thing I actually want to talk about is really at the end of the chapter. The fighting is great. And Matt is so cool. And, and I love all of that. But what I love about this chapter is actually that we realize that it was a collaborative effort yeah. between Elaine and Matt. Mm-hmm. That they actually got together, made a solid plan that works. Yep. And it's a good plan. It's a good right? plan. It's a, it's a good plan. And it, it is a product of collaboration between people who trust each other. Mm-hmm. And we see very little of that in the series sometimes. It's yeah. usually either one great general is just a great general and he leads the charge. Mm-hmm. Or shit breaks down because people don't communicate well. Yeah. And so to see this moment of collaboration that genuinely brings so much greatness to the series, that, that brings this great victory to our heroes, it was so nice. Yeah. It was. It really was. It was so nice to mm-hmm. see like a successful collaboration in the series yes. between characters who are at odds with each other and are constantly sniping each other. Um, I, I just thought it worked really well. And, and like, you know, I, I love Matt and Brigitte's relationship and I love... I love so much of what happened here. Uh, and it opens Matt up to leave for the Tower of Genji now, which yep. I think is got to happen before Andar falls by the end of the book. I'm <laughs> calling it. Um, and uh, I just, yeah, I, I think that this was really well done. Or maybe Matt leaves and then is forced to open the letter because Camelin gets attacked. Mm, no, I think that if Camelin was attacked and Matt was there, he would stay and help fight. I don't think that Matt would leave in the middle of a fight. Yeah. If Elaine was in danger. That's fair, that's fair. No, no, that's fair. Those are Rand's kids, right? He's going to be, like, godfather to those kids. Fair. He's not fucking leaving. He, the only reason Andor falls is because Matt leaves before it happens. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I no, can't I imagine. He's like, nope, not helping. Sucks to suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For as much as he says, and he says in this chapter, I'm no bloody hero. Or I, he say, here he says, I'm no bloody... Um... No, he says I'm no bloody hero. Yeah. Yeah, For yeah, For as yeah. much as he says that... Yeah. Matt does not walk away from his friends when they're in danger. Yeah, for sure. Or even, like, Tylen. Matt wouldn't let Tylen go down. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he he sees himself avenging Tylen despite what she did to him. Yeah, a thousand percent. And so, I, I don't know. I um, I just can't see it. I can't see him walking away from the fight. No. And that's why I think that he will leave for the Tower of Genji and then the invasion will happen. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We get chapter 32, A Storm of Light, which they say in the thing. Oh my god, what? They did it. They said the thing. Itaralde is still fucking fighting for his life and he's crushing it. They're going with they're they're they've reached the the, the last point though. Um 
They, they've used all of their tricks. They've rid horses through the streets. They've used oil and fire and, and sneaky arrow, arrow attacks. They're they've, basically just trying to take out as many as they can before they all die. They have covered their horses' hooves in rags. Um, but uh, they, they go back to the house and they have a conversation. And one of the soldiers is like, oh, shit, by the light and all of my rebirth. <laughs> and they go over. Yes. And there's a new stream of Trollocs coming over, and, and they make the realization, if we don't stop them here, everyone is going to die. Yeah. Um, and... Well, that's, that's after Bashir arrives. Is that after Bashir shows up? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, you're right. So yes. so they, 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 they're they about to do their final plan. Oh, right, right. So they're hiding. They're about to do their, the worst plan, which is we just jump out and attack. It's not really much of a plan. It's mostly attack them before they find you so that you can kill more of them. Yeah, which, you know, you do what you got to do, right? But the marching is too regimented. They're like, what? Trollocs don't march like that. There's I no don't hear hooves. Yeah. It's fucking Bashir. Bashir's back. Bashir's back. So they go back to the house, and Bashir's like, yo, what happened to my cousin? And they're like, we locked him. We locked him up. Uh, yeah. They're like, fuck that guy. We just left him in his room. James Smith, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you again, nerdy. And the rooster. God damn it. Just stopping in to say hi while at work. Looking Hello. forward to watching this after work. Thank you, mods. I yes. need to get you, like, a little stuffed rooster. What? <laughs> uh, and so Davram's like, yeah, that's fair. I never really liked that cousin. He's kind of a piece of shit. He's kind of a piece of shit. I don't know why the queen likes him. It's weird. Uh, um... <laughs> Which now makes friend. her very suspicious. It makes her very, very suspicious. suspicious. Because if he's a dark friend and she's like her guy, and th- she's trying to get Rand into formatting. Suspicious. Don't be but suspicious. Here's the thing. Don't be suspicious. Rand just fucking blinds dark friends. You know what I mean? Like, but not in formatting because you don't have the power. It's the, I don't think it's the power that I does think that. it is. Really? I, I don't do. think so. I think that's why um I think that's why it's going to be difficult. Uh, oh, I figured Tenobia would just fucking fall to her knees and her eyes would be burnt out of her sockets. Maybe. We're going to see in the next week's reading because I guarantee that's going to be in the next week's reading. Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, yeah, so the, the Rand and or Riddell and um, Davram have this conversation and this Fist of Trollocs comes over and they're like, oh, we're fucked. We're fucked. And Rand is like, I'm here, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, we're not. Hello. Uh, it's Riddell, me. It's you did a good job. Davram, love your mustache. You're doing great, kid. Davram also is like, hey, you did a good job. I just want to say I'm impressed. Davram and Rodell jerk each other off. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Ida, thank you for being a member. <gasps> Welcome to the nerd table. I'm annoyed that you haven't mentioned that Narg was canonized as a smart type of Trolloc. You mean in episode one? No, it didn't Narg show up Dude, the that, very first book club? That was, that was, you're talking about a book club that was like a year 14, and a half 17 ago? months ago? You're you're upset that we didn't mention something a year and a half ago. Um, I'm so, sorry. <laughs> it's on a shirt. That you know what? Smart. You know. I I'm gonna have not to go smart. back in time to fucking January of 2022 to check. Wow. I think we wow. did say That's that. A throw. That's why it's Narg Smart. He says Narg Smart. Therefore, I, he's smart. Have you been watching us for a year and a half, waiting for us to say that? Despite the fact that Narg does not reappear in the books. Um, it's fine. It's fine. We love Narg. And we love all of our Nargs. <laughs> Narg smart. Um, I feel like there's a joke there and I missed it. Um, anyway. Uh, so um, Rand goes, you know what? Maradon will fall one day. But it is not this day. And he's like, gateway, ladies, I need you to come pointlessly stand next to me for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, I promised you could stay with me, that you could protect me, and so I'm going to, like, keep that promise. 
But they're not, they're, they're not useful. Yeah, the maidens are just literally like trying to hold on next to Rand as he goes out there, holds up a hand, and just submits all of these Trollocs to mm-hmm. death and destruction. Yeah, yeah, he starts blasting. It's, well, yeah, I mean, there's a reaction to it. You can go see, but I was like, holy fuck. It like, was mentioned that wolf-headed Trollocs show intelligence? I just, I know it says some of them were smarter. I, yeah, I guess. Some Trollocs are I don't know. dumb and some are cowardly and some are smarter slightly. I just feel like that's not canonized now because we saw Narg speak. Like, I don't think that, like... No, it was, like, canonized in book one. I know. I just don't think that... I, I don't right? think that that changes something that we already knew. Yeah, like, we already knew that. Isn't that isn't that information in the earlier books? He says Narg's smart. He's the only Trolloc that we see speak. No, but I think that even, like, wolf-headed Trollocs are mentioned to have done that already. I don't think this is the first time that that's mentioned. I, yeah. I don't don't think that's the first time that this is mentioned. I think we've talked about this in the past. We know some Trollocs are smarter than others. Yeah. Yeah, I just, they didn't stand out to me in the scene because I felt like I already knew that information. So. Yeah, so Rand is using all of the magic in the fucking world. uh, And he's just fucking blasting. And I, I like that we get it from Rodell's perspective at the window. And, like, I like the concept of, like... He can't look he's away. looking out the window, uh, and he just can't move. Like, yeah. he's just so transfixed. So much yeah. so that he hears a scream in the house and doesn't go to he it. He doesn't. He's like, man, well, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Like, I'll deal with that later, you know? Yeah, Colonel Sanders says Lan indicates it in book one and two as well. I thought this was already information that we had. Yeah, I... didn't I think that this was new was info. already operating under the assumption that some were smarter than others. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Lan even says the wolf-headed ones are smarter in, like, this first book. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that already happened. Because it was not news to me here. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Narg also speaks. Like, we've seen this happen before. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like he says a word. He, like, has a conversation well, with Well, and Randy. we've heard the Trollocs, like, chanting and stuff. So yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. It didn't throw me off. I don't know. Uh, So, yeah. So Rodell hears the scream. He's like, I can't do anything about it. Gotta watch. Deal with that later. And he doesn't know how much time has passed, but it's, like, 90 minutes. Yeah. Of Rand just being like... And Trollocs are dead, and now the fades die. And I killed Dragcar with my hand lightning. I'm basically like Palpatine. He's from a movie called Star Wars. It was Luce Theron's favorite movie in the age of legends. And more Trollocs die over there. Hey, maidens, how are you? Are you okay? I'm using lots of magic, and you're just there. Flapping in the wind with your cadence, so I use some fireballs. How do they work? I I, I, I love canonically in your brain that Luce Theron's favorite movie is Star Wars. Yeah. Luce Theron, Luce Theron looks at Luke Skywalker and is like, hey, that's me. <laughs> wow. So yeah. The Chosen One. Um... Uh, fuck, fuck off. Anyway. Anyway, he, he wins. Yeah, he wins, obviously. He wins. Uh, this, this led me to, this led me to something that I've said before. Uh-huh. But that I kind of hoped Rudel was going to die here. Um. Oh, yeah. I need the bad guys to show that they are, um, as good as Rand now. Because <laughs> we're getting to the point where Rand is so powerful. Yeah. That I, I, and I said this in the audiobook reaction. I want to reiterate it here. I want to go into these fights and be tense, mm-hmm. and I'm not. 
like the the bad guys get wiped out so wholeheartedly. Yeah, as soon as Rand shows up, I'm like, ah, oh, everything's fine. Yeah, and I just it, like I Arzu, thank you so much for five gifted membos. That Arzu, is so kind of you. Thank you so much. Was Let's that for my go. song? I need yes. to clip that song out. It's for the song for sure, yeah. for sure. Definitely the song. I need to turn that into a short of me just <laughs> singing. Uh, Arzu, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I I need I need Andor to fall, like I predicted, or or I need I just need something to happen to make it seem like there's a there's a real battle here. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the stakes need to be set in in some in some way. Because it just it doesn't feel like it right now. Yeah. It really like even even before like Rodell is losing because he is so massively outnumbered, but he's still so good as a general and there is nobody on the other side to compare to him. Yeah. And so he's winning with these tactics because the other side are all mindless, right? And like the I don't think that I'm going to be satisfied with the last battle if it is our heroes use their brains to beat the mindless animals coming out of the hills, right? I want there to be a real I, I want to feel tense. I want to go into the last battle and not know what's going to happen. I, and right now, I just, I don't know. I, you know I, what? I bet the Black Tower destroys Camelon. Great. They're right there. I would love it, right? I would just love for there to be something in these books to to raise the stakes for me so that it doesn't feel like this steamroll of the good guys. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. Um, I get that. Yeah, and yeah. Don't worry, we'll read and find out. Don't worry. I, I, and I know things will happen. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I, I hope that there's something equivalent to this for the bad guys. And you know, I, I th people are gonna be like, "Wait, you want bad things to happen?" Yeah, kind of. I like my stories to have villains that are more interesting than this. And it is truly like the biggest downside to the Wheel of Time for me is that the villains are so kind of like mustache twirly nonsense. Mm -hmm. They, they kind of remind me of like Batman sixty six villains. Oh, Randolph Thor, you found me, King of Alien. <laughs> oh no, you won. Okay. Um, it, it it really is. It's the thing that it's the it's the thing that's holding the series back for me right now. Yeah. In terms of being like the greatest thing I've ever read, um, and the slog too. But forgetting the slog. Yeah. Even without that, even with just the books that I really do love about the series. Yeah. The the victories and and the lack of competency on the dark one side has has been a downside for me for this whole series. Um, yeah, I, I would love, I would love, love, love for really bad things to happen at the end of this book. So we go into that last battle being like, who's going to make gonna it? Yeah. Who's yeah. going to make it? Who's going to like, what's going to happen? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is just, it is the thing that this was a little bit disappointing to me for. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Anyways. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. The scream turns out it was the uh, Torquemini. He's him and his wife, dark friend. She jumped out a window and he stabbed yeah. his eyeballs out. Cause the uh, so yeah. Cause the light, Rand's light, pierces the dark too, friends. Too bright, too bright. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rand apologizes to Rodell for leaving him, and um, they uh, head back home to Min. <laughs> Good yes. old Min. Yeah. She's like, oh, Rand is here. Yeah. Uh, and uh. Oh, so Car, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, you need Darth Vader to show up and be like, Lewis, I am your father. No, uh... no, no, no. But, but the, okay, but like to use Darth Vader as an example, when they wipe out Hoth, they fucking, because the, the, the good guys destroy the Death Star. And you're like, wow, they fucking crushed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. Is the Empire even that great? And then the next thing you see is the, 
the Empire fucking rolls through Hoth. Yeah. It's not even a fight. Yeah, Luke gets a couple of little wins against individual, like, um, AT-ATs, but it is, it is a destruction. It is a fucking bloodbath. And the... And then it makes the Empire scary. It is so bad that when they, when they say over the comms, the first transport is away, every single person at base cheers. It's not because of a victory. They cheered because somebody survived this. Yeah. Like, the depths of that loss of Hoth make all of the fights afterwards, and there's even more losses throughout, right? Like, Darth Vader wins almost everything in Empire Strikes Back. So when you get to Return of the Jedi, the depths of the losses have raised the stakes so high mm-hmm. that when Luke throws down the lightsaber at the end and, and gives over to his father, like, the, the, the buildup of that is fucking brilliant. It's why the original trilogy is one of the greatest stories ever told to me is because they're not afraid to let the Empire be the fucking Empire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This series has never let the Dark One be the devil. He's always been kind of a goofy, maloofy band of idiots. And if they had just built up the, the evil side a little bit more, I would care more. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little bit like, what, whatever. Like, Ryan's going to win. I'm, I'm never worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, we just need to see, like, the what the stakes are and, and get those... G- g- like, have them really feel, like, truly terrifying. Yeah. Um, which I'm sh- I, I think we'll get. I think... I, I have faith. I, I, I feel like that'll happen. Maybe Towers of Midnight just ends on a big loss. I would hope so. Honestly, right? I think it's the best thing the series could do. Yeah. It'll be tough for us because we have, like, the show and we won't read Memory of Light for a minute. So it'll be really tough if it ends on a cliffhanger. But I know. But, like, narratively, I would love, I would love, love, love if this book ends miserably for our heroes. Yeah. If it is a fucking kick in the ass. Yeah. That, like, I would love if this this book literally ended with Rand on his knees, weeping as he watches Camelin burn to the ground in front of him. And right. he doesn't know if Elaine is alive. Right. Right? Like, that would be the most interesting thing the series could do. Mm-hmm. Because right now, I just, I don't feel it. I don't feel tense when they fight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what 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 are our good guys gonna do now? Yeah. And that's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's just not it's not my favorite thing. I like that tension. I like I like equality and I like when it feels like our heroes actually have to overcome the villains and not just run through them like a fucking pike. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh no, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh Rand's back. Uh they're like healing people, you know, trying to make sure that everyone's like okay. Mm-hmm. Um and that he's like, I you know what, I fought back too hard, I can't do that again. Mm-hmm. Because I can't leave myself this weekend, because if the enemy's attacked right now, I'd be fucked. We'd all be dead. And also I almost like drew the dark one out for an actual confrontation, which I don't really know how that works, but sure. Yeah. If you if you say so, um that's I, I uh, yeah, that that one's a little bit weird to me. It just kind of feels arbitrary. The not yeah. being able to use the power and weakening yourself, hundred percent makes sense to me. Yeah. It's the it's the well, you know, I I almost drew him out, but he's sealed in the thing still because the seals aren't broken. I think I don't really understand how the seals and the dark one are, work in relationship to one another. And I just understand why this fight with the dark one is any different than like the fight at the manor. Or the oh, fight true, yeah. with Robin, or like, like I just don't, I don't really understand what the, why this fight is different from past fights where he killed hundreds of Trollocs. Yeah. Like how how many Trollocs does he have to kill for it to be considered a fight with the Dark One? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like we've never. He literally fought a hundred thousand Trollocs a month ago his time. Yeah. And he wasn't like, oh my god, we got close to killing the Dark One that time. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't really get 
what was going on there. Uh, yeah, I thought that that was kind of like a, a bit that arbitrary. But, but we I find out that Ked Swain has returned with someone from the Caroline Grass. Yeah. We... Which Rand figured out, okay, we need to get into this because this is some bullshit. I'm sorry. This is the, the explanation for how he found this man is fucking nonsense. Rand assumed that because Aleda kidnapped Matt and Stepaneos, that she might have also tried to kidnap the King of Aradomen at the same time. Now, if she had kidnapped Matt and, or the King of Aradomen at the same time, then that man would have been traveling through the Mountains of the Mists during the big snow blizzards, which probably would have slowed him down just enough that if he had kept traveling, he would have ended up on the Caroline grass by the... This was fucking in the, the explanation for how he assumed that this man was going to be in this place is one of the most nonsensical things I've ever read in my life. I didn't think about it at the time, but then I went back and read over this and I was like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I mean... Well, if they were delayed in the mountains by six months, then the amount of time that it would take for them to go... No, no, I'm sorry. No. I mean, I think, like, saying, like, what if Elena had tried to capture him because she got Stepanos, as opposed to Grandal capturing him, that is totally plausible. No, 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 I like that. Yeah. I like the idea that this man is safe because Elena was doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? I think that that is fine. It is Rand's explanation of, I figured out it was the Caroline grass because I assumed the amount of time that they might have gotten stuck in the snow. And that this, that I, like, calculated the, the, uh, the amount of time it would take for a man to cross... He yeah. was doing like fucking, if a train if leaves, leaves the station at 11.57 p.m. traveling 1.7 kilometers per hour and a second train leaves the station at uh, 12.47 p.m. At traveling at 2.3 miles per hour. Oh, if what? it was, look, if it was, if it was Varen's letter, people are bringing up Varen's letter. If it was in Varen's letter, just say that and I'm down for it. Yeah, we don't know what was in the letter. Making it this weird math problem that he did is so strange. Yeah. And like Matt and Stepanos was brought by boat. Right? So why wouldn't they have brought sent a boat? Yeah, like, sure, if, if it was the Varen note thing, that's fine. But it's not actually, it, they didn't say that. So, like, we wouldn't know that that would be the case. I don't, I don't it's know. It's just, it's it was just hilarious. I, I went back and read it again to try and figure out what happened here. And I, I hate it. I was just like, sure. <laughs> I, the thing is, it's fine because I like the, I like the beat of Rand. I, I, I'm complaining about it because it's funny. Not because I actually give a shit. Rand... Finding this man because Aleda has having him kidnapped, I think is actually a really smart beat yeah. and uses previous stuff in the books really well. I totally agree with it. I think it's fun. I like the beat, ultimately. Yeah. I just also think that his explanation is fucking bananas. Yeah. Yeah. It's both. It, it can be both. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I agree. It, it's it, whatever. It's a kind of silly-ish thing to get to a really cool moment mm -hmm. um, with uh, Rodel and his king. Rodell, I'm so happy for Rodell. Like, he's not mad at Rand at all anymore. He's, he's had a bad week, but he deserved that one, you know? Um, Sandanglakta says, I don't understand why you think they have fought the Dark One. You have seen our characters fight his minions, but never specifically the Dark One. No, Rand did we in ever this, say he no, Rand the in this scene says, I, I, I came too close to having the last battle there because I fought too many Trollocs and I almost drew him out. Yeah, that's, that's what we're what talking doesn't about. Make we sense. don't think he's fought the Dark One. We're no. saying it doesn't make sense for Rand to think that this fight with Trollocs is different from his previous fights with Trollocs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the Dark One, they haven't fought him yet. He hasn't showed up. Cyric Mericles says it kind of comes off as him BSing how he found him. Yes, except that if he actually knew where he was, he could have just gone and gotten him himself. So I don't understand. He's busy. 
He's busy. He no, said, he let needed... make Cat Swain do the dirty work. No, but he needed Cat Swain to go because he was like, he's somewhere in the Carolyn grass, but I don't know where and I don't want to walk around and do the, that work. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Which means that his that this is true. His math is right. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Anyway, chapter 33. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, right? What? Good soup. Nailed it. This, we love, this, we love I, good soup. I opened this and I cackled. And if you're not on TikTok, this doesn't make any sense. But no, good soup. This fucking this this was so funny. I did not know that was this, what this chapter was called until now. Good soup. Uh, Nynaeve, we're we're in we're in uh, the fucking uh, White Tower. White Tower. Nynaeve took the oath. She takes the oaths. She's full I said die. Let's fucking go. And then she's like, "Yo, Rand cleansed in. I can't lie, so it's true." And they're like, "Oh." Yeah. Well, fuck. That's good. I guess we were maybe wrong. Yeah. Um. And then Egwene like is like, yeah, but the the forced bondings. And Nynaeve is like, yeah, but he didn't do that. And Egwene's like, still. And she's like, yeah, but are you to blame for all this shit? And Egwene's like, well, that's. Kind of. yeah, no, she says yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, but but she she kind of gives the answer of like, no, yeah. I guess I have oh, assumed that yeah. responsibility. Yes. Yes. This Which is... totally fair. Yeah. And then they get mad. They're like, oh, "We need Nynaeve. It's a good thing we brought her here because she sides with Rand too much." And I'm like, "Okay, but like, she's making sense." But Nynaeve knows more than you do. Yeah. Liter- like literally in this yeah. case, Nynaeve is more informed yeah. than they are. Yeah. Anyways. And they should respect that a little bit more than they do in this chapter. I think. Yeah. Like, they- but Egwene is like, "I have a plan," and Nynaeve is like, "What if I did it instead, so you didn't put yourself in danger?" And Egwene is like. Nah. I was like, but if I was naive, I'd be like, okay. hey, remember that time where I fought Mogidian in Teleran Riyadh and won? Yeah. And I'm then I saying. fought Robin in Teleran Riyadh and won. Nynaeve should be like, Nynaeve, or Nynaeve should be like, Egwene, fighting Forsaken in Teleran Riyadh is kind of my thing. Kind of my thing, you know? Kind of all right. It's kind of what I'm good at. Yeah. I have I have won a lot of battles with the Forsaken in Teleran Riyadh. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, can't can't have that. But cause... no, Egwene knows so much about Teleran Riyadh. She's going to be better at it. Yeah, Egwene has to be the one to go on the boat and not hide her weaves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm teasing a little we bit. We cut to Perrin. Perrin is tr- still just like fighting in the wolf dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he almost gets killed by a kraken type thing in a Nightmare. It's a really cool scene. Yeah. Uh, I like this a lot, and I'm really excited for the final Perrin Slayer fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's working on it. He's There's like going to be some Conan- cool... Uh, yeah, there's gonna be some cool Teleron Riyadh shit in that fight, and I'm excited for it. I hope that the show makes it this far. <laughs> God, me too. Me too. Yeah. Although I kind of also don't. I want them to just make this an anime. I feel like there's some really cool anime shit that they could do with this, and I would like them to go animated. Yeah, because the scale would be awesome. I know. Amazon Prime, uh, chat with me. I'll I'll write an animated show for you for free. I will take zero money. Free? Wow. Faux free. Faux free. I'll even show you my feet. Faux free. <laughs> You get free fit pics. I get uh, to make an animated show about the series. Okay. In which I voice all of the characters. All all of them. My name's Catchway Shaddai! No, that's the Sanchin. That's the Sanchin. Oh my god, can you imagine how big the titties could be if it was animated? (laughs) Robert Jordan's dream. Robert Jordan comes back to life. The titties are so big, Robert Jordan just like wakes up and is like... (gasps) I'm back! Bosoms! Um... Uh, then we get Gawain. We do. We get Gawain. Worst point of view to leave this on. I know. I fucking hate Gawain. Uh, guys, I have defended Gawain, and I still think that my points were valid before now, but fucking fuck Gawain. He's I hate little... Gawain. So Gawain's being He's a petty a baby bitch in the fucking Rose March. 
And he's like, oh my God, it smells so much like roses here. My clothes are going to smell like roses for days. And I was like, okay. I've never, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Um, but, uh, 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 Elaine is like, come, come, come have a little boat ride with me. Uh, hey, you said that you loved Egwene. And he's like, yeah. She's like, well, yeah. maybe respect her. And he's like, but I'm a man. I don't do that. Okay. I can't respect her because I have a penis. Oh my God. I mean, it's not exactly that. It's not not what he says. He's just, he just thinks that he knows the best when he like doesn't have any of the information. Like he's like, Rand killed our mom. And Elaine is like, no, he didn't. Well, and no, like, no, Elaine is like, he did not. I can bring you evidence. I yes. can bring you multiple people. Yes. And Gowan's like, well, you just believe him because you love him. And she's like, no, no, no. I. There are so, Gowan, there are, there are so many fucking people who know that he did not kill our mom. Because A, our mom's not even fucking dead. And I mean, somebody should tell Elaine that. I really wish Elaine knew. Yeah. These people yeah. can teleport. I know. These people but can nobody, fucking teleport, and they're not passing information. How? No Karen, one knows Rand, alive. Matt, Elaine, Gwen, Nynaeve should be having regular meetings. Nobody knows Maurice is alive. They just found out. I know. And you know who should tell? You know what? Who should know immediately about that? Rand. Rand should know immediately because parents should be like, hey, Grady, can you go tell Rand this? Because you can teleport. Probably. I know. It's just, it is so, it is so bothersome to me that these characters... It's like when you are watching a movie and all of the problems could be solved if the characters just use the cell phones that you know they have in their pockets, but that yeah. they just don't use. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I hate this so much. Um, yeah. 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 I did not love this moment for Gawain because Egwene is like, uh, yo, um, I, I. Egwene, Elaine. So, no, Egwene. Egwene is like, uh, hey, we'll get to that actually... first. First, so oh, first, sure, sure, sure. Ag- so Gawain is like, so uh, Elaine lets him off the hook. He's like, you don't have to be the first prince of the sword. Right. You don't have to leave my army. But I'll I'll save a spot for you. Go if you want it. go be with Egwene. That's where you need to be. Yeah. And he's like, great. So then he is walking, and um, um, oh, Maril blood knife stuff. Thing. He's like, that's right. a blood knife. And they go see the Soldam, and he's like, look, I will tell my sister to put a collar on you, which is really fucking weird. If you tell me everything about the blood knife, she will. Yeah. But I'll bring it up to her. And so they, she reveals a bunch of interesting information about the blood knife, including the fact that blood knives can live a month, and that blood knives will sometimes like hold off on their blood knifing, which I don't I really understand. I don't understand this. She was like, "Yeah, they have like a month," and I was like, "I thought they had three days." This, I'm very confused. This admittedly was not my favorite. No. I thought it was better when. Um, it was like, oh, at the end of the fight, as they're escaping, they cause as much of a ruckus as possible. Yeah. To, like, hide the escape, in, which is what I in, thought it in, was. In the chaos in the aftermath of the immediate battle. Yeah. I don't know how this, like, blood knives have been, like, hanging around for a month. Because, like, yeah. it says three days. Like, I'm not making that up, I swear. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it made this more, it's one of those things where, like, I get it. It is kind of cool, but it makes things more complicated than they need to be now. Yeah. Um, Which is fine, whatever. Uh, so then Gawain is like, great information i need to go see Egwene. most important thing i can do right now is go see Egwene. and then he gets a letter and Egwene's like come home i need you and he's like fuck it not gonna go see Egwene. nah 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 nah. she wants me there nah i'm out i'm out i only want to be there when it is against her wishes yeah dude dude grow the fuck up yeah yeah i didn't like it didn't like it uh, Gawain, come on, dude. I know, I, I was really disappointed in I this. I have defended you so many times, you're letting me down. 
let me down. You're making me look like an asshole. I don't like that. Yeah. 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 I find um, uh, Nicholas Reed's comment here is interesting. Uh, Gawain is definitely acting childish, but not enough people hold Sylviana accountable for adding all that unnecessary hostility to Egwene's uh, message. That's fair. You know what? Honestly, it was unnecessarily aggressive. Yeah. I, I, I will agree with that. I think that Sylviana does make this worse, but Gawain, that, but again, you cannot use other people's behavior as an excuse for your lack of maturity. And also, like, Egwene didn't write that letter. And yeah. so being mad at Egwene for the words that Sylviana penned kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, I no, I agree. Un- I can understand having an immediate, like, emotional reaction to it, but then you think about it for 30 seconds and you're like, okay, I'm, it's fine. Yeah, it's just tough. I, I want to like Gawain a lot because I really liked him early on. And I thought his journey with the younglings at first was so interesting. Mm-hmm. And he is just like... He is a character that I just, I don't care for at all. And I think that Egwene can do better and yeah. should do better. Like, I, I, it, the problem is that, like, at this point, I don't want him to succeed unless he drastically changes. But I don't want these books to give him time. We're so close to the end. I don't think there's room to give Gawain time right now. Yeah. And so it's just, it's a little frustrating. Yeah, I get that. He's not important enough to be taking up this much oxygen in the series. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We did it. We got to the end. Crushed it. Iltron, welcome to the nerd table. Iltron, thank you for joining the Nargs. Let's fucking go. Hey, we didn't get spoiled today. If you're a first time reader and you did, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, guys, we're not, we're, we we did not mean to kick the hornet since that is Attack on Titan. But the good news is, um, we're not going to be posting Attack on Titan on YouTube anymore. It's, uh, Attack on Titan is going to be Patreon exclusive from here on out. Yeah, so hopefully they. So hopefully that calms down. Go back to their mom's basement. Um, or they, great. or they go over there and give us money to spoil us, right? Like, sure. I, I think, um. I, I don't know. I, I think that honestly, at the end of the day, what, no matter what we think of Attack on Titan, which is not neither here nor there in this conversation, the 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 vibe that that community has brought into our community has been a negative, and I'm sorry that we didn't stop earlier. Yeah, you know, it makes us a little more cautious about reacting to anime in the future because some of the f- I'm gonna watch One Piece fandoms. Uh, sure, I'm just I'm just saying like. Yeah. You know, if if I'm gonna watch One Piece, it, it's not a group that I particularly want to associate uh, with. Yeah. Uh, Telamra, thank you for that super chat. It will take them three seasons to get to their basement, though. Yes, you know what, Sean, you are correct. Uh, Gawain- <laughs> <laughs> that is the fucking comment of the day. Holy uh, shit! Ga- uh, Gawain deserves to be made warder to Ked Swing. Telamra, thank you for that super chat. Gawain deserves. That's brutal. That's Gawain deserves brutal. to have a heroic death in the last battle, and then Egwene moves on to someone better. Yeah, yeah. You should honestly make your um, Twitter um, only people you follow can respond to your tweets. I don't follow enough people, and a lot of people who respond to my tweets who I really like, but I don't want to follow their tweets. Yeah, I'm just saying that like people. It just are... it, it would cut off so much of my Twitter of time discussions because I don't want to have to go follow everybody. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, if you see spoilers, please feel free to DM us with usernames so that we can just block. Please, please, you please, know? please. Uh, if you see spoilers, just DM us their username and we'll block them. Yeah, and I'm sorry if you are getting spoiled on things. That, you know, I apologize. I'm sorry, am sorry that that community is so toxic. I, I'm sorry that we, like, brought that into here by watching Attack on Titan. I don't know how we could have possibly known that this would be the outcome. But here we are. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just... Um, we uh, we're, yeah, we yeah, we're we're doing our best, y'all. We're not posting it on YouTube anymore because look how cool my Albert is. Yeah, Albert, let's go. Albert, uh, y'all, it's the t- it's it, it, it's the end of the show, which means time to do some high low. Clarus, do you know how this works? 
I do, and I already know what my high is. Great. We compliment sandwich this biche. Let's go. By Clara's doing her high, I do my low. She does her low, I do my high. Because when I was a child growing up, my family blended. Uh, and I brought up Kim, my wonderful stepdad, earlier in the show, a man that I'm very grateful to. Uh, and uh, it was recently Father's Day, and I think it's a good time to say, Kim, you are a great dad, and I'm very grateful for all the lessons that you taught me, and mm -hmm. uh, probably me become the man that I am. Uh, I think that I'm a better husband to my wife because of the example that you set for me. I don't know if you'll ever see this because it's three hours into a show that I don't <laughs> think you've ever watched one minute of, uh, but I do I do mean that. Um, yeah. I don't know that I could have the marriage that I do have without you in my life. Uh, but Kim also brought high-low into my life. Uh, mm -hmm. Around the dinner table at night, we would do our high-low to celebrate each other's highs and commiserate over each other's lows so that our family could be a little bit closer. And we want to feel a little bit closer to you, chat. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. Uh, Clarus, what is your high? My high is that Perrin gets to be there for Vanderbilt. Good high. Good I, like, high. Uh, like the moment I read it, I was like, I don't know. I couldn't, I can't put my finger on why it ties it together for me so well. I cannot wait for that moment on a reread. Re it was a so. A reread? A reread. It was, it was fucking perfect. I was so, so happy that there was somebody there in Rand's life. Yeah. And, and it just, I don't know. I don't know. It, it made me, like, feel joy. I loved it. I agree. It is my high, high, high. Might be the high of the whole book for me. Mm-hmm. So, hell yeah. What is your low? Ending the reading this week on Gawain's, like, lowest moment for me. Yep. On a moment that I just really, like, I don't respect him for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was tough. I didn't like it. I'm, I'm, I really don't like Gawain right now. I haven't liked Gawain for a while, unfortunately. And uh, I've been trying to, like, give him, like, a bit of the benefit of the doubt. But you give like... people more of a benefit of the doubt than I do. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 Uh, Clarice, what's your low? Um, my low is the, the, the confusion with the blood knife stuff. Mm, I, I yeah. really like the idea of it. And I think that it's cool that it's the blood knives and not Masana and all of that. Um... Stopping the reading here, maybe it's explained further, and it probably is. Yeah. But just having that confusion, I'm like, I feel like now I've misread, misinterpreted, that I don't actually understand what's going on, and so I need to figure that out. Cool. You know? I can appreciate that. What's your high? My high is... Hmm. <laughs> There's a lot. I so really liked the reading this ones. week. There was a lot of things I was I really loved. I think I'm going to go with more Gase's conversation with Galad. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I, it's a really I've, good one. I've long loved the character of Morghese, but wanted more for her. And I I really, 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 really loved reading her, really teaching Galad a lesson in such a honest and, and supportive way. I don't feel like she's sitting there shitting on him or like berating him. Yeah. It, it's a kind of lesson learning where she's sharing with him and trusting him and commiserating with him, right? She's, it's like high-low, right? It's like why I think that the exercise of high-low is so powerful in life. Yeah. Um, And I, I love the character of Morghese and it's broken my heart what she's gone through so much. Yeah. And um, this, it was, it was my favorite thing I read this week. It was the thing that I found the most moving and it's the thing that I think, um, I, I love communication and I love good parenting and I think that Morghese just did all of that in one fell swoop in a way that touched Galad and and I appreciated Galad's maturity in taking in that lesson and allow and not pushing back on her not being like no I know I know the truth but in going okay there's some wisdom here mm -hmm. and I appreciated I just appreciated everything about that moment and yeah. I really loved it yeah no mm -hmm. I I'm I'm with you there I thought that that was that's probably like you know my backup. Hi, because it's yeah. it, it was so powerful and it's been a long time coming. Yeah, right? that mm -hmm. that reuniting, um, I loved it. I loved it a lot. Yeah, but uh, that's book club, y'all. 
That's book club. <laughs> uh, if you want to support us in any way, shape, or form, go support the roleplay relay. Kickstarter. It's Kickstarter. in the description. Kickstarter. Uh, Let's go. Ro- Robert Jordan himself was a stepdad. That is interesting. Uh, that yep. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I bet he was a great one. Yeah. I give Robert Jordan shit on the show sometimes, and I know some people think it's unfair. I don't think that he was a bad guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And I would not be surprised if he was a very good father based on the way he writes Tam. Uh, yes, absolutely. Look, even even in the slog, Tam was always great. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I, I believe that Robert Jordan is probably a great dad just yeah, because yeah. of the way he writes parenting. Yeah. And the, 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 the structure that he left for Brandon Sanderson to take over. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, Smash that like button. Or he was a terrible parent, and the Learned way he wrote this series mistakes. was him uh, trying to come to terms with what he should have done. <laughs> no. uh, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying <laughs> it depends on when he realized Tam should be the way that he was. You never know. Uh, I guess we'll never know. Uh, yeah, if you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, hit the dislike button. Leave me in comments down below because the algorithm god is hungry and we must feed her. This week, the algorithm goddess is... You know, Elaine's pregnant, probably pretty hungry. Pretty I'm hungry. just going to say. Hungry lady. Yeah. If you want to follow us on the internet, you can. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clarice Polaris. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. That's right. Uh, Clarice, where would you add sex to this? And why is it Galad and Berlaine fucking oh, in front of everyone that's immediately? Yeah. That's as soon the moment they lock eyes with one another, they just start fornicating like animals on the ground. They cannot help themselves. And like the white cloaks are like... That's the guy we picked? Is that, well, oh, shit, okay. Hell I yeah. mean, hey, everyone needs to get laid every now and again. Bang, ding, yeah. ding, ding, You know what? They deserve ding. each other. Two hot people doing ding, hot people ding, ding, stuff. Ding, ding, ding. Um, yeah, I the, the one thing that I feel like Robert Jordan would have described this because he wrote more descriptions than uh, Brandon Sanderson does. Oh, Berylin's neckline would have had oh. a whole paragraph. Oh, oh whole we paragraph. missed out on some titty talk. We missed out on some titty talk. No, uh, I think um, when parents climbed up the mountain. Oh. What Brandon Sanderson did not describe that Robert Jordan would have uh-huh. is the wolves are fucking. Like the wolves are just going to pound town. Of course. Rand, the, the energy Rand is giving off just puts them all in heat, right? So the, the sexual energy of the mountain is crackling. He does make people get married, yeah. Yeah, and so Perrin is actually trying to ignore the fact that around him there's millions of wolves just fucking impregnating each other. <laughs> it's Christ. crazy. Dropping loads in holes. You know what I mean? Oh. Fucking God. This is why the show is limited monetization. Yeah. I, I hear it now. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it now. Yeah. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but like book club gets limited for ads. We make no money on ads. heathens. We make heathens. zero dollars on ads on this show. Uh, and all of our other YouTube comment. Well, no, some of our Attack on Titan gets demonetized. Some, some of them get uh, um, yeah, limited. A but. lot of our content does is like green, but we get a lot of yellow check marks for book club. Oopsie. Yeah. Not gonna do anything about it. Uh, do you think? Do you think wolves send nudes through their telepathy? I mean, I guess. Like, there's just lady wolves sending like hot photos of them, like. Of, like, memories of them that they saw in, like, a pool of them lying super sexy. Right, 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 It's all, like, in the shared brain. It, mm-hmm. the, the thing, though, is that anyone can access that because they're all, like, high Oh, brain. yeah. They're, like, yeah. gentlemen, I'm open. Yeah. Open for business. <laughs> My glory hole hours start I'm now. I'm in heat. God damn it. Um, oh, where's another good sex position in this? A sex position in this? You know what? Like, I feel like Brigitte... That man that she's like, she tells Matt, she's like, oh man, if that man was a little bit younger. If his nose was broken, I think he'd be really hot. I think later that night, Brigitte goes and breaks his nose. 
and then rides him like a fucking carousel. Oh my god. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Honestly, Brigitte could break my nose if she would then, you know. Ride you? If I could I would I would take a broken nose. My nose has been broken a couple of times already. You know what I mean? Like it's just No, it hasn't. Your nose is perfectly straight. Yeah, it's been fixed. You know you know who fixed my nose? A medic at a Green Day concert. Oh did a little Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you did tell me about that. Yeah, my nose my nose was broken in a hockey game and my nose was broken in a Green Day concert. What the fuck? Yeah. I am so mad. Cause like mine has never been broken and it's fucking crooked and yours is literally a perfect line. Yeah. That's unacceptable. I think my nose was more crooked before. And that the the lady just like really Put it lined right, it up. Like right. dead center. Yeah. Appreciate that. We're gonna have brunch. My nose, my nose. I feel like my nose before the second time it broke, it wasn't as thick here, and oh, I feel well, like it got like bigger. The cartilage buildup will yeah. probably do that. Yeah. 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 It's a good nose. It's all right. No, it's a good nose. What? I have big nostrils. No, it's a good nose. It suits your face. I know. Yeah. Thank you. I like it. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Is there any other brand and Min? They they have like um, reconciliation sex every time he comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's like, you must be so scared of me. And Min is like, no, shut the fuck up, you stupid sheep herder. You know who fucks? Who? The maidens. They oh. get back from standing next to Rand while the wind is blowing, and they're like, oh. I almost died the craziest way today. I need someone to bone down with me. Help! Yeah, 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 yeah. A thousand percent. Do something dirty night, y'all. <laughs> Thank you, mods. Bye, guys. Bye.